<laughs> Hello, sweet freak bitches from space. We are here. We are queer. Get hey. used to it. Remember that? Absolutely. We're here. We're queer. Get used to it. Yeah. Like, all right. Jesus. I marched about what? 10 of those. Problem with that is, what about all the people that were used to it? You know? You don't have to get all fucking aggro. I'm happy for you. We're here. We're here. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Do you really have to yell outside my window, though, as you right. walk by with a million of your friends? <laughs> you know, if you live in San Francisco and you're on that fucking parade route, boy. That that route is that's the one too. Ours <laughs> Don't here, plan on taking a nap that day. West Hollywood, West yeah. Hollywood one is is on. And it might be the bigger one. My, West so? Hollywood might be the biggest gay spot. San Francisco still has the reputation as the biggest gay spot. Yeah. But how can it fuck with? How can it fuck with Hollywood? There's more know. people here, man. And that area is all gay. There's no one area in San Francisco where it's all gay. Yeah. You know, there's areas in San Francisco where there's a lot of gay folks that live. But, like, West Hollywood is that one stretch of Santa Monica Boulevard with all the gay bars. and mm -hmm. all. They, they just own a, a neighborhood. It, that, and that shit is, it's on lock. It's like mafia run. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you go anywhere near there, be prepared to suck a dick. Yeah. Because someone's going to stuff one in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. There's only way, one way to find out. Let's uh, go to both <laughs> of them. Like, be Joe Rogan questions everything for the gay, <laughs> gay parades. How we'll, should we'll we figure, dress? We'll get you to the bottom of it. definitely fucking do that. You should go... You should go in like uh, some real BDSM like leather shit with wow. a fucking chain strap. I don't want to question that. Absolutely, but I feel like um, I don't know, dude. I think wow. there are neighborhoods because isn't wasn't what's the neighborhood in San Francisco? I was just handed something that says <laughs> "Move over, New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles." Columbus, Ohio, is now the nation's number one gay city. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. is that true? Yeah. That's a Pretty good close. move. Well, I mean, if you're gay and you're on a budget, why fuck around? <laughs> you can get a really nice spread That's in Columbus. True. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why the fuck would you want to pay L.A. prices yeah. for a house? L.A. prices for houses are goddamn ridiculous. They are so stupid. And the money in this city, too, that you, like, you don't, like, my, I rent a, rent a place. I rent a house. Uh-huh. The house across from me just sold. And it sold for, like, eight fifty. So I'm like, wow, like, that's a lot of money, man. Eight hundred and fifty thousand. Tearing it down. The teardown started yesterday. And they're gonna put up some jamming. Right, but I'm saying that's the the money that like it, it puts into my mind where I go, Jesus, is like not only do I not like as an eight hundred fifty thousand dollar house just out of my league, I'm like, that's a nice goal to get to. They're like, No, we got it. I'm gonna tear that shit down and I'm gonna build some shit I want. So you spent eight fifty just to get the, the lot of land, fuck the house. Now I'm going to spend money to build my house. Well, you know what Arnold did? He lived in the Palisades. Yeah. He bought the neighbor and then just leveled his house and Jeez. said, I want a yard. Wow. That's fucking He bought level. like a $4 million house and just fucking leveled it. That's, wow. <laughs> That's fucking He's like, a, I want a place to kick my ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't even buy it, like move his mom in or something. Just, you know? I need I mean, grass, man. He just leveled that bitch. Yeah. He didn't want to have family closer. No. No, wow. thank you. That just puts it. See, that takes us another level. Yeah, that's super balling. We're supposed to do commercials, but at this point, it just feels like we shouldn't do commercials. We should just keep doing what we're doing. But I have a certain amount of week. I guess I have to do. Run your spot, You know what man. I'll do? I'll just shove them all in tomorrow. Fuck commercials. No no commercials at all. I'll shove them all in tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow we got Matt Fultron. That should be a, a badass <laughs> podcast. <laughs> full, full charges in the house. And then on Wednesday, we got Kathleen Madigan. Oh, snap. Old school, all time woman's great. I put her 
top 10 all-time women comedian of all time. And yeah. people say, like, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't categorize uh, men and women. Like, But you do. So yeah, you there do. you go. So tough shit. There's yeah. all-time black guys. There's all-time white guys. All-time drunk guys. <laughs> Everybody gets all-time gay guys. Who's on your all-time drunk list? Stanhope, number one, for sure. Oh, not yeah. even close. He's yeah. not even a close second. Attell's number two when he was in his prime. Yeah. When Attell was in his prime and he was out there fucking hammering it on a regular. Oh, he God. was hammering hard. Oh, he 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 and and he's a brilliant brilliant comedian on top he of that. He has he has some of the he has lines that are are, are in our lexicon like yeah. my personal one. You know what I mean? <laughs> like he had a joke one time about puppies and he was like puppies p u uppies and just he always said like silly shit. <laughs> to this day I still say p u uppies. He did a, um, an, an album. He recorded it at the Comedy Works in Denver. Skanks for the Memories. Yeah, one of my all-time favorites. And one of the reasons why I want to record my next special there. I mean, I have to call right. Wendy and ask her if she's cool with it. My next Comedy Central special, I want to record in Denver. That's fucking right. And I want to record it in that little spot. Because that club, I don't think it seats even 300 people, right? Is it about 250, perhaps? The downtown one is probably... I would say it's probably just under 300. And then yeah. the other one is much larger. The other like a one's balcony. a little over 400. Yeah. Yeah. But that one is perfect. That one downtown. It's like the perfect comedy club. It's like literally it's impossible fantastic. to get a better club. It's fantastic. Everybody's locked in their seats. The yeah. seats don't move all over the place. Like, you're in your spot. That's yep. your spot. Boom. The table's welded to the fucking floor. Yeah. This is, that's, and because of that, they've gotten all these people in. And it's plenty of room like to enjoy yeah, a show. But you, everyone has their own little table. Yeah. It's a dope setup. Wendy's a badass bitch. She's bad motherfucker. She's badass. Yeah. I, and I call her a bitch with all due respect. Of course. I love her. She's a yeah. very nice person. She's one of the reasons why I moved to Colorado <clears throat> in the first place. She knows how to run a club, man. She well, I knew she had a real community. I yeah. was like, if I'm going to live somewhere outside of uh, LA and still do stand-up, I need to go to a real community. And yeah. the thing about Colorado is they're really fucking around there. There is a lot of people there that are trying out shit. There's a lot of people there that are, you know, there's, there's good comedy. They're like developing their own good real comedy yeah. way before comedy i did comedy that was my number one choice for college really denver university yeah, yeah it's so beautiful I, I didn't get in have you seen all the floodings there? there it's crazy yeah. dude yeah. Yeah. dude like roads washed away completely five people dead hundreds missing yeah. hundreds of people are unaccounted for uh, yeah, yeah all my friends horrible. basements are flooded like yeah well we saw some people on the rogan board they posted photos and i, I saw some on cnn and some other different places it's insane man it's really crazy shit look at that look at that look at that, look at that giant chunk of street missing there was a video that they had online that had this oh, yeah. giant chunk of street just wash away in front of these people and their cars fell into it and they were videoing like the waterfall yeah. smashing into these cars. It was like, what? That yeah. used to be a street just ten minutes ago. What was happening there? Where I feel like didn't we we knew floods were coming? Like there was like really? Was, yeah, I thought there was like news about these floods coming. Do you remember that or no? I don't know. I don't pay attention until no. it's too late. I'm like, what if there's a typhoon in Japan? Oh, that like, sucks. Yeah, there's a typhoon that's going to hit Fukushima. Oh, shit. They're already releasing radioactive rainwater into the ocean. What they call low-level radiation. It's a low-level poison. Japan? You've been to Japan. I don't want to go anymore. Because of that? Yeah. I think that, that situation... Look, obviously I'm an idiot, and obviously I'm paranoid. <laughs> so <laughs> Take those two things into account. Yeah. But I'm worried about what happens if, while you're there, another earthquake hits. Yeah. What if, you know, what if there's another earthquake that hits while you're there, oh. and they get hit with another fucking tsunami... Uh, you know, look, that 
if it happened once just a couple of years ago, it can happen again. Of course. And I think that situation is very unstable. Like they're coming up with all these unique and novel ways to try to contain the radioactive water. Mm-hmm. Like for folks who don't understand it, and I'm one of them, but I'm going to reiterate some shit that somebody s- said that does yeah. understand it. What they were basically saying is you can't cool that shit down. You have to continue to pump water on it mm-hmm. in order to try to cool that area down. It's already melted through its containment area. So the radioactive waste is already somehow or another in the ground. So there's that, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's they're pouring millions of gallons of water on that thing. Millions and millions and millions. And a lot of it is seeping right back into the ocean. So you're getting all this intense radiation entering into the ocean at unprecedented levels in mankind. There's literally never been an, a moment in humankind where the earth had a spill like this, where we irradiated an ocean. Most of that stuff that's on land is much more containable. Like right. Chernobyl's more containable. It's a fucked up place. The place it's a dark, dark situation in Chernobyl, but it's in Chernobyl. Yeah. This shit is gonna go over the whole ocean. It's getting out there and it's floating. And people are like, Yeah man, you're fucking you know, you're being a prophet of doom, you know, and you, you don't even really know and you're talking all this crazy stuff. Yes, you're right. But I might be reading like really I'm not reading like any crazy, you know, uh, conspiracy news sites that are giving me this information. I'm, I'm reading like pretty much all the mainstream sites. No one is saying it's going to be okay. And I haven't heard anybody that says relax about Fukushima. Everything's going to be cool. Yeah. They don't know. They're trying to build a giant hole in the ground and they're going to stick these cones all around it and then freeze these cones to make a wall of ice. So they have to have all this radioactive water contained in this fucking enormous several mile wide containment area just to try to just do for something. water just Jesus. radioactive water that they're pouring on these rods to try to cool it off again i don't know exactly if that's this how it works. has to affect uh everything seafood from that area too right they've already shown a three percent rise in the radiation of some fish really and that just happened I mean, this is, we're mean, talking they, about a couple of years. And we consume that, though. Uh-huh. So that, and it takes a while to get to us. It might even not even get to us for a year or so. But a year or so, they might be telling you, hey, it's probably not the best idea to go in the water. Hmm. That's real. Like, you're talking about a massive spill that doesn't end. And it's going to be like that for hundreds of thousands of years. And I've had people, like, tweet me about this. And they're like, well, it's all diluted. And you have to realize how big the ocean is. And you're totally right. Absolutely. It's pro- I'm probably looking at it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm probably being an alarmist. But it's never going to stop leaking. Do you get that? Yeah. It's never going to stop. What might not be a horrific catastrophe today could easily be one 50 years from now if they yeah. can ever never get it to stop. Like Part of the reason why people aren't freaking out is because we always have this optimism about like human ingenuity. Is that we're going to figure out a way. Right, right. We're going to figure out a way. We're going to figure out a way. Itself, yeah. We're not going to figure out a way with that. Yeah. Okay. The nuclear thing is a weird thing. It's a weird thing because it does work most of the time. And everybody wants to stress that. Like, listen, you're being an alarmist about nuclear power. It does work most of the time. But people have only been alive for how long? What is the agreement? Is it 100,000 years or something like that? Let's say a million in this form. Right. Let's say we've been around a million years. In the last 100, we've made three spots where you can never go again. As long as they've been human beings alive, that's how long into the future it's likely that area is going to be irradiated. What are the three? Chernobyl, Uh Four Mile Island, 
and then this one, Fukushima. Those are, those are th- those three, three spots are gone. Yeah. We don't own those spots anymore. The universe owns those spots. Yeah. Physics own those spots. The the insanity of atomic power own those spots. And it's this very weird situation where nobody wants to admit that that's a striking number. Three in the 60 plus years that it's been active, three places are useless. What is a, what's a thousand years from now? Jeez. You mean just take the time and do the math. Yeah. You can't stop it. Like, unless you come up with some insane new technology that figures out a way to contain that radiation, yeah. you're always going to deal with a really bizarre problem. A problem in that if you use it, you make the area around you unsafe for life forever. Forever. For 100,000 years. I mean, what is 100,000 years? You can't even wrap your head around that. Yeah, I know. There was no civilization 100,000 years ago. Zilch, none, nothing. Everybody agrees. Even Graham Hancock agrees. All the, even the, the craziest theorists about backdating civilization, they all go 100,000 years ago. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. We were fucking throwing spears, that yeah. were, you know, wooden sticks that we sharpened at the end. We yeah. probably didn't know how to use fire yet. Dude, imagine life here 100 years ago. Dude, there was no language 100,000 years ago. They think language is 40,000 years old. Really? Yeah. It was all just... Just grunts grunts and points and and shit and showing by example and screaming. There'd be some really successful comics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it would be like the best time ever for a lot of comics. (laughs) There's no words, man. We don't even need any words. (laughs) that um it's it's hard to believe that we're willing to gamble that we're going to fix that do you ever read about how many I, I was fascinated by how many languages go extinct like every year wow there's languages that you know there's obviously like the huge languages that millions and even billions of people speak but then every year there are languages that they're trying to preserve by continuing to speak them and you know people learn the language just to have it like an endangered species and yeah. then it just goes away. Yeah, I saw an article recently on this guy who was like the last guy to know this language. Really? And they, yeah, they had studied this dude, and he had tried to communicate it with them, and then he fucking died. Yeah, that's and that's what ha- it happens with a lot of the Native cultures, like Native American tribes that mm-hmm. had a specific language, and they're like they pass along, pass along, and then you know it becomes like not important or not cool to pass the language, like it's not useful. Yeah. And then fewer and fewer people speak it. Like they found languages. I think even in South America, of like in, like in the jungles that they thought like this group and language had ex, you know gone whatever extinct forever, and found that they're still living you know in the jungles. It's you know I don't know anything but English, but you know Spanish. You speak Spanish fluently. Yeah, pretty well. Do you, well, I've seen you talk to people. Yeah. Pretty pretty fluid. Yeah. Especially to me, that doesn't speak anything. So how much different are those two as a language? Like, you have to think differently, right? That's what the that's the reason why, like, a lot of people who are from another country make the same mistakes over and over again, whether it's German people or oh, right. Brazilian yeah. people, a lot of them make the same kind of mistakes. Yeah. It's because the whole structure of sentences is different. It's true, yeah. Like, there you, like in Spanish, you say something, uh, like, you know, you say chocolate milk in English. And there you would say milk of chocolate, right? That's wow. how you say that. Leche de chocolate. So oh. you say, but so like if you're if you're trying to do literal translations, sometimes the way that you would say it, you have to reconstruct it. But it ha- it comes easier to you if you're hearing it all the time. Like when I, right. I used to hear Spanish every day. I mean, you know, for the first eighteen years of my life, because that's what my mom spoke. So it becomes. 
you you realize like the way to say that it's it's automated. Did it ever does it ever fuck with your English? Did it fuck with your English as a kid? Like did you like mix up the wrong like accidentally use like a Spanish word for it or accidentally say something in a way that you would say English but you said it in Spanish? I think that came more when I was learning to speak more. Like for the for the longest time my mom spoke Spanish to us and we just spoke English to her. <laughs> so it was always a two language. That's so weird. Yeah. And she spoke, I mean, she said everything in Spanish. And That's we replied so completely weird. in English, and she completely understood us, and we completely understood her. But our speaking Spanish wasn't as good, and her speaking English wasn't as good. But then she started, well, my parents sent like me to spend my summers in Peru. And then that's when it greatly, like, because you already understand so much because you were exposed to it. Uh-huh. And then you're forced to speak it. But you, when you're forced to speak it to everybody, it, it gets way better. What did you do in Peru? I would go to school, like I would just because our summers are there winters. So my my uh, I have a ton of cousins and stuff. I would stay with one aunt and an- uncle. I can't even speak English. Right aunt now. and uncle. Un- aunt and uncle. <laughs> uncle and Yeah, and they had three boys that were like my age, basically. So I would go there, go to school, and just fuck around. I mean, we would just you know, you're just twelve, thirteen, fourteen years old, just you know, living in Lima, and then they would come to the United States one by one for their summers to get better at English. Wow. Yeah, so we would take turns at each other's. They say that's one of the best ways to improve your mind. Really? Yeah, that, that you, learning other languages and speaking in other languages and then also um, when you start to dream yeah. in li- in those languages. That yeah, that is, happens. Yeah. That happened when uh, I was in college. I just I went to spend a semester in Spain. And at that point, I had already I already spoke pretty pretty well and then i started to do like college term papers in spanish you know where you're writing right 20 page papers for a a class on comparative economics in spanish jesus christ son and then at that point (laughs) i mean my spanish now is not nearly as good as it was like the the year after i left spain or that i was there and that whole year after, because it was other level. I dream, I was dreaming in Spanish. Wow! It was my first thoughts came to me in Spanish. You know, like because it was just so much, and it's such a high level every day. How long do you think it would take you if you were immersed in a Spanish culture to start speaking like that again? I think, um, I think a couple years. Would really, be, I would be. I mean, I could go. And I speak to people now in Spanish, and they ask me what country I'm from. So they get confused. They get confused. <laughs> Who's this weird motherfucker? <laughs> Here's the weirdest thing, and I know it's funny. Like, it's, if people who speak Spanish know exactly what I'm talking about, I don't speak Spanish. I speak Spanish like a South American, and you would you would know that it's probably from Colombia or Peru, that area, because mm. there's very specific little accent details, just like here when someone's from New York, from Boston, you know, right, right, someone's right. from Texas, from you know, you 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 pick up even someone from Maryland. You know, someone even like specifically Baltimore has a very specific accent. So when you speak Spanish, it's the same deal, right? You pick up on these little details. Right. And people who are native Spanish speakers will go, oh, are you from Argentina? To me all the time, even though I have nothing of an Argentine accent. But they do it because I look like I could, I'm more from Argentina than I am from Peru. Isn't that interesting? Right. So they're, they're associating what they see. And not what they hear. Well, Argentina is a more like Spain, whereas more f- Peru is more like Mexico. The, well, like, the look, the like features wise, there's a way bigger native Indian population in Peru, in Peru right. way more. And there's a 
there's a white, like Caucasian population too. It's just a great minority. In didn't, Argentina, it's the opposite. Didn't a lot of Nazis go down there when the Argentina? shit hit the fan? Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. did, right? Yeah, they, there's and the most famous of all um, really? extractions. Um, was, it, the story, the house on Garibaldi Street, is about. I like how you say that. Yeah, <laughs> Garibaldi, the um, Eichmann. Uh, oh yeah, Eichmann moved to Buenos Aires and he was living in a house and he had his family there, right? His wife, his kids. One of his kids told somebody in school about, like as a secret, told the girl he was dating about the truth of his family. Oh no. The girl ratted him out. And what Israel did, which is like considered unacceptable when you talk about the way that countries interact with one international standards and you know treaties and the way that we all have kind of a diplomatic process that we go about is they came in and Jason Bourne style took that motherfucker, kidnapped him, flew him back to Israel and was like, we got this guy. And they were like, what? Wow. Like that kind of shit. You know, instead of trying to go about, hey, we want right, to right, go right. for a whole uh, extradition, they came in. Snagged him, brought him back. Yeah, the the Israelis don't play. <clears throat> Fuck no. No, man. they don't play when it comes to that shit either. Uh uh-uh. uh. Some girl, at a, I mean, it's, a, it's kind of a fucked up story, but some girl was a photographer and she had gone to uh, the West Bank and she took some photographs. And when she was going through Israeli customs, some of the photographs were like of spray paint graffiti, and one of them said, like, Fuck the Jews. Oh, shit. So the dude puts her laptop down on the ground. He goes, I'll be right back. He takes a gun, comes back, and shoots the fucking laptop. Wow. Shot the laptop and gave it back to her, the bullet hole in it. Wow. <laughs> and she was like, what the fuck? I'm a photographer. I saw this. I took, yeah, it's, I took it. I'm talk, taking pictures of chaos. You know, she's a Jew, by the way. She's a Jew? Yes, she was a Jew. Jesus. <laughs> they don't fucking play yeah, man. <laughs> fuck the Jews oh okay we'll there's be right no, back clearly there's no explaining it either like, yeah. nah, here's the thing <laughs> like, they're like nah they just took it's it it's over doom 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 that's so, like uh, and then the guy handed it to her <laughs> did you see that guy do that online but the dad <laughs> what did he do his daughter there's nothing to do with like racism or anything but his daughter was complaining about her parents on Facebook. Oh, God. And, like, fucking these chores. They think I'm, like, their slave. They, like, telling me I have to do all these chores. <sighs> so the guy is, like, I and mean, she had her, her uh, Facebook page locked, so, like, her family couldn't see it. Well, her dad's, like, a software guy, and he's, like, you forgot, like, what I do for a living, right? And he made a video. He's, like, so I saw what you said. So you, you think we mistreat you? You're a slave in this house? Okay, well, here's your laptop. I just spent a few hundred dollars upgrading it. And he puts it on the ground. He just he empties like a forty five into it. Oh my god! He's like, I'm gonna put this on your Facebook page so all your friends can see this shit. Like extreme, wow. yeah. But he was like, Daddy, don't play. Holy shit! He shot it shot in front of her. No, he just shot it in a video so that she would see it on her Facebook page. Oh, like her laptop when she got home from school. I got confused. I thought he was yeah. doing it in front of her. No, 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 no. He did oh. it like like as a you know. A message to right. her that she did so she would go online later and see that on her own that Facebook on her page. own Facebook page. Yeah, this is, is this it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what, man? First of all, I don't think this guy understands. He's putting his daughter out there like that. It's shaming her. It's yeah. humiliating. It's her. it's a yeah. douchey thing to do. Yeah, it's you're raising a human being. It's you don't do that in front of the whole fucking world by shaming him. Humiliation has a really profound effect. It does, him. man, and it, it's intense and, and it's unnecessary. That guy's yeah. a father. Yeah, you know. 
That said, it's pretty funny. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't recommend you, but if you do it, I'll watch the video. Uh, it's probably. The guy's a shithead, though. He's a shithead. Um, but I imagine that she stopped posting. She like you might not even know he's a shithead. You know, because part of raising a kid, I don't want to sound like Dr. Oz, but part of raising a kid is. Wow, he's just shooting the laptop. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah. And I, after that comment you're, you made about your mom, your mom told me to be sure I put one in there for her. So that Damn. one's from her. Oh, my that's God. God. One left. That's, that's rednecks with left. guns. Now I'm out. All right. Wow. <sighs> so, that's disturbing. That, that guy's a knucklehead. <laughs> that's a, That guy's a serious knucklehead. He might not even know he's a knucklehead. People think that when the, you're raising a child that you're supposed to, you know, that somehow or another their development isn't your responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want you to grow up on your own. They don't right. want to sort of guide you along the way and explain in a in a nice, healthy way yeah. why what you're doing is incorrect and here's where we're really coming from. You know, and people just work. They work and they leave their kids alone. Yeah. And then when they get home, they're tired. They stick them in front of the TV. And then they wonder why this girl is ranting and raving and saying stupid shit. Mm -hmm. A lot of the reason why kids say stupid shit is just because they're getting older. They're getting a mind of their own. They yeah. think they got it all figured out yet or now. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is also because they're being raised by morons sure. that shoot computers. You right. know? And what effect is the computer shooting really going to have long term? Like, <laughs> the guy's a moron. That's that, a moron move. She's going to have a gun. You know, like she's going to think that you, she could just shoot laptops. Well, she might shoot him, man. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that guy's a dick. That's that's a dick move. To not just do that, to do that's a dick move. To put yeah. it on her fucking Facebook, that's a super dick move. Yeah, or she might learn that like the way to handle like somebody upsetting you is to shoot their shit, too. <laughs> yeah, you know I mean? exactly. Like, my daddy told yeah. me not to take no guff. <laughs> yeah, so. My daddy told me how to get back on a motherfucker of 45. Yeah. I'll shoot your fucking football. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Light shit up, and you're like, wow, you're kind of the wrong chick for me. I Those think. wild redneck bitches. Yeehaw! Those West Virginia girls? Finna get some dick! <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you see that? The wild and you wonderful... Gave me that. That's right. <laughs> you gave me that. My favorite part of that whole movie is uh, like one of the... I don't know. One of the fucking absolute disasters of that family is like this right here. <laughs> She's like, I got these Xanax. Got them for like six bucks a piece. Roll down the street. Selling for eight bucks a piece, little boot scooting boogie right there, like yeah. make some money. Like, you're, you're selling it for two dollars more. <laughs> well, that's like, all you can get, right? But she's Nobody's like, we're making cash today. That's <laughs> how paid. we do. That's how we do. We got sixteen bucks now, bitch. Yeah, there's not much. Uh, there's not much room there. <laughs> that shit's incredible. <laughs> Plus, if you go to jail, like all your profits are gonna get eaten up by attorneys and. <laughs> Court fees, you're going to be out of work. But they're never out of work because they're never working, which is hilarious. That's the best part, yeah. When they talk to the politician, if the, the, the Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia, I believe Johnny Knoxville um, directed it or produced it or something along his those lines. His uh, company, I think, produced that movie, yeah. And he just was embedded. He was embedded in their, their lifestyle, and you got a chance to see them like for real, legit, 100% where they are. And they're awesome. And people are like, that's so depressing. No. <sighs> you can decide it's depressing. Or you can decide it's like the, a human zoo that's awesome. Yeah. It's you like know, <laughs> there's a point you're watching that movie and you go, there's no way this, it can continue. Like, there's right. no way there's another character after this in this family. And that's yeah. about 10 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> 
and, and like, they just keep and going. It just, and then like an hour in, you're like, you've got to be shitting me right now. And the next guy, and then I shot him in the chest. And you're like, what the fuck? How about that one dude who had escaped the state? He moved up to Minnesota. That's he right. has family. Yes. And he's just sitting there. They're all sitting around drinking going, man, they're just too fucking crazy. Yeah, he had to get they're out of there. They're just too fucking crazy. Yeah, he does not belong. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's good that he He's left. the black sheep. He's yeah. the guy with a job and a family. Yeah. Like He looked like all responsible and, he's and shit. he's the asshole in that family. They're like... <laughs> He's a fucking asshole. Because <laughs> he got his shit together and left. Yeah, he's a fucking... Look at him. He gonna sell out. Yeah. He, ain't he gonna jail. sell out. Go ahead. Go he, ahead. Work for your money. But he had a story, too. It was... He had done at least one or two crazy things, I think, right? Like, he oh, did yeah, at least yeah. one He did a gang of crazy yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't believe that this movie is... You think we're exaggerating? You just gotta hear this woman, Bobby Sue, talk... If you see if you can find Bobby, Bobby Sue, Sue from Wild and Wet, Wonderful Wests, it's it's Bobby Sue, right? Wasn't there Sue Bob, Sue Bob, Sue Bob, Sue Bob? My name's Sue Bob. They uh, call me I'm the sexy one in the family. <laughs> you know, like, and she's being serious. They're yeah. all she's kind of sexy in a kind of a crazy way. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It, it probably the one you'd want. A little mug of moonshine. If, if those chaos. were your options, I think you wouldn't yeah. be too. If you were living up there and that was your life, and you're like, selling pills for two bucks over for a living, and Subba wants yeah. to throw down, <laughs> you're like, like hold right. on, yeah. let me put the possum away. Uh, yeah, they are fucking epic disasters. But, yeah, and uh, no, I don't wish they were like this. Absolutely, I wish that they were uh, really nice people who were normal. Oh, that's that's the well, not the I one. There it is. That's a woman. Would you oh, do? Would you do that? Bob. You got to do what you got to do. If you're trapped in West Virginia and you're on a horse <laughs> and there's no way out. You got to do what you got to do. I've always been the sexiest one in my family. <laughs> Jesus. She looked like a female version of world pool champion Johnny Archer. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Is he well, the sexiest one in pool? Yes. Yeah. And she's the sexiest one in the family. Yeah. Don't hate. Yeah, it yeah. just is what it is, man. Yeah. I've always been the sexiest one. Her voice <laughs> is like, it's it makes you wonder. If life is real, <laughs> it makes you wonder if, like, when you see that or you see uh, Grizzly Man or yeah, any geez. of this, it makes you wonder, man. That clip also lets you know, it makes you wonder if life can affect your voice. You know what I mean? Like Cigarettes. When, yeah, but I mean, like, that has, imagine the impact mm, yeah. that's had. Her voice was not always like that. No, it couldn't have been, right? No way. No way, man. That is a long, that's a lot of sleepless nights. That's a lot of being up till 5 a.m., <laughs> That's that's two minutes like two packs mm. pills just that's Everything. hard living. What are hard you talking living. about? <laughs> don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared, pussy. But don't act like you don't think I'm. Someone still. sounds like a pussy, and then there's the mom. Oh who, yeah, who runs everything? Yeah, that mom is badass. Boot scoot buggy. That's her. She's the yeah. one dealing. <laughs> what was mom. her name? Fuck, I don't remember, man. Oh, I don't remember. Dancing. That was a goddamn good movie. And yeah, I agree. It's depressing. But it is. It's out there. It yeah. is what it is. I always if talk you... about Stevie. You saw Stevie? Stevie. The documentary? No. What's that? It's super, it's hilarious, but it's also, like, there's, but people are like, dude, this is a bummer. I'm like, it's still hysterical. What's it about? It follows this guy, Stevie, who the filmmaker actually 
was like a big brother to him in like the Big Brother program or something, and goes back and revisits him like twenty years later. Wow! And he is like he belongs in the Whites West Virginia family. You know, he's one of those wow. guys, and he, like he gets it's he's fucking retarded. I mean, there's no other like. Do you have a Stevie clip? This is the only thing I've came up as Stevie. Oh, really? That's not it, that's though, right? That's acting. <laughs> this is not yeah, acting. You're right. talking about a real No, mom. no, no. It's the same guy that made Hoop <clears throat> Dreams. Did you ever see Hoop Dreams? It's a really good documentary. No, never saw that either. It's a really good documentary. Yeah, I heard it was really good. Uh, fantastic. There's so many films that I never get to, man. Yeah, oh, me too. I just don't have the time. Me too. I'm, like, married to a few <clears throat> of them, and then I don't really even... There's so many out there that are so good. Is this it? This, let's see. Just very solitary, not involved with other people a whole lot. He grew there up he is. abused and neglected. Mm. That's kind of the, the M.O. for somebody who molests kids. There he is. You've got to look at it really cold because if you start looking at the human individuals and, well, yeah, this, he's really not that bad of a guy. Well, why don't you look at the victim? You know, the victim is, wasn't that bad of a person either. I mean, you've given him chances in the past, and now he's gotten himself in a load of trouble, and you give him another chance? That guy's a smooth talker. <laughs> yeah. So do you, you think Steve's innocent? No, because he said he told me what he did do. But, I mean, he's gonna—he's already going to get enough with that I other stuff being added on. he went after right. his a young sister's daughter, his niece. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, they might call you as a witness <clears throat> if this goes to trial. You know, this isn't the funniest clip, actually. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> let's, not watch you. let's talk about the floodings in Japan now. It's not, so, here's the not, thing. When I talk know. about the funny stuff in this movie, before oh, you think I'm God. insane, it's because of, like, the little things, like... You know, before it all goes down, like he's he's like they call me Snake because I ain't afraid of them. You know, they always call me Snake. Like the guy shit. with the glasses. Says yeah, that? yeah, Stevie. And you're like, no one. Before no one. everything went down, you know, before it, it gets like create, like before he gets arrested and stuff, and they're just following him around. And like, is that him on the left wearing that tie dye shirt? Yes, yes. Wow. And that's the kind of the shit I'm saying that you laugh at. Like yeah, you just he's over here. Go ahead and get it here. Well, your sister's discount. Uh, wow. That's a one. He's just a fucking no, and we didn't get it either. Idiot, you know. No. Oh man, who the fuck would leave that guy alone with your kid? Yeah, it's a great, great question. Oh, what he a is. piece of shit! He's yeah, a no spectacular shit. piece of shit. Pieces of shit that molest kids, man. That's a that's a real special piece of shit. It's like yeah, oh yeah. This the recidivism rate is so high, oh, and yeah, the amount can't. of fucked upness you yeah. have to have going on to do that is so high. That's a really bad one. That's one that's really hard to forgive. And that's that's too is like, um, you know, even when they um, give in to like acknowledging what they did wrong, if you give them the space to justify it, they will. Did you hear this Dawkins quote? Dawkins got in a lot of trouble for talking about mild pedophilia. No, <laughs> it's really weird, man. What did he say? Um, hold on, I'll find it for you. Um, he uh, he said that there's if as long as it's not. It's just mild touching up that uh, your psychology um, uh, would uh, would erase it. Here, let me remark provokes outrage. Yeah, he's like your mind would protect you from it as long as it was just mild touching up. You know, <clears throat> it's really weird. The, the, the quote is really weird. He says that he experienced mild pedophilia 
in English school when he was a child in the 1950s. Referring to his early days at boarding school in Salisbury, he recalled how one of the unnamed masters pulled me on his knee and put his hand inside my shorts. He said other children in his school peer group had been molested by the same teacher, but concluded, I didn't think he did any of us lasting harm. I'm very, I'm very conscious that you can't condemn people of an earlier era by the standards of ours, just as we don't look back at the 18th and 19th centuries and condemn people for racism in the same way we would condemn a modern person for racism. I look back a few decades in my childhood, and I see things like canning, like mild pedophilia, and can't find it in me to condemn it by the same standards as I or anyone would today, he said. That's interesting. I think that's kind of a... it, you know, I mean, I'm, it's very brave of him to say because it's very, it's very uh, controversial. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I I don't totally disagree with him as far as holding people to different eras of different standards. Yes, I don't think that he should be the one necessarily to comment on how that might have affected some of his classmates, though. Right. You know, when he says, like, I don't think we are, any of us were really um, too affected by that. I mean, you don't know that. Some of those guys might have been completely traumatized. Well, by that. in quite, you know, quite honestly, some people would say that he's been damaged by it. He sure. just doesn't realize it. Absolutely. That you know, Absolutely. maybe that would make sense for why you know he's gotten into some some of the situations that he's gotten into. Some yeah. of the things that he said in the past that have been fairly controversial. Sure. Maybe it was about this. Um, you know, but anyway, but people think it's like super irresponsible. Yeah. That's the, the, the main rub of yeah. anybody to go out there and say, oh, it's not that big a deal for well, a little sure. mild pedophilia. Projecting. Well, yeah. And <laughs> not, well, not only that, but it also could almost encourage mild pedophilia as being nothing. Of course. And then you, you, know? you, do, you go back to like what I was saying where he – the guy that is doing this then – Justify. He's like, I'm not really like. Uh, it's so minor. I'm just, you know. Right now, clearly, he's saying that this is a different era, and he's com- he's talking about a different era, right. and that we can't judge the people of that era today. Mm. But he's still talking about it as if there's like a mechanism to protect you, right, from this kind of. I'm gonna sneeze. Sorry. Okay. I felt the COVID. Woo! Man, that was a. You know what happened? Clean my nose hairs out. Yeah. I got a little nose hair trimmer, and sometimes yeah. they get some strays up there, and you just can't resist those sneezes when they're coming. They're coming. Oh, yeah. Did you get, did you get that from light? <laughs> no, but it, when I look at light, it'll make me sneeze. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I knew it was coming, and I had like to a, stare at the a light. percentage of the population does that. Really? What? And it's called uh, uh, light-induced sneezing. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, like, I, I'm one of those, too, where I get – and I've told people like that about it, and like, and they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And – they have no like you have never done that, never heard oh, of that. Because if I would be outside, I'd just be sneezing all like crazy. No, but look true. it up. Like look up, like sunlight induced or light induced sneezing. You'll see that like it's a, like you like that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 If you walk out of like That's a movie weird. theater, you're like, oh shit, and, like just like go crazy. Yeah, every time. So what people are saying, I mean, people are really pissed at him. And this guy, his name is Peter Watt. He's director of the Child Protection and then of the. National Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Children. He said Dawkins' remarks were a terrible slight on those who have been abused and suffer the effects for decades. Mr. Dawkins seems to think that because a crime was committed a long time ago, we should judge it in a different way. Watts said, we know that victims of sexual abuse suffer the same effects whether it was 50 years ago or today. Yeah, he's uh, probably, you know, correct. I mean, the, the thing that you have to examine is like Dawkins' statement 
and you have to I think you consider it case by case. Well, so <clears throat> I don't mean I don't mean pedophilia case by case. I mean like the whole idea about judging people based on an era. Like right. you know, to to a degree you kind of go, well in a certain era certain th- certain point of views were allowed, you right. know. Uh, but I don't know that that really applies to pedophilia. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> It seems like that's always been a really dark thing to do. But what's really fucked up is when you go way back mm-hmm. to, like, the classics. Like, if you go back to, you know, like, Socrates was gay. Like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of guys back then that were not just gay but took on young boys as lovers. Sure. right. That was uh, very common amongst the samurai. Samurai that, took on young boys as lovers. That applies to what he's saying, right? Your examples are, are people in – now, this happens to be mm-hmm. much longer right. time ago, but it's – well, it's very, it's, it's, you know, it's very different when a person who's alive today in the context of our society right, right now yeah. speaks about pedophilia as if it's not that big a deal when it happened to him. Yeah. And someone talking about, like, almost an imperceptible difference. Yeah. I mean, not, not imperceptible, but inconceivable difference between the way the culture of mm-hmm. Japan in the 12th century was and the culture of the United States in, you know, 2013. Yeah. I mean, they're not even the same planet. Right. It's so hard to, yeah. you're dealing with A, Japanese, mm-hmm. they have a completely different language, different culture, and they're, this is a long, 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 long fucking time ago when people couldn't even, it took a long time to get anywhere. Yeah. You could get by boat or by horse, but for the most part, people fucking stood still. Yeah. And they, they developed their own culture sort of away from the rest of the world, and it's one of the more fascinating aspects about it. But when you look back, what is the common theme the common theme in almost all these cultures is gay sex mm-hmm. gay sex and pedophilia mm-hmm. like they did it throughout rome throughout the greeks the, all the like spartans were gay yeah. samurais like there was so much gay sex like yeah. our idea of what like sex is in 2013 like we think that well back then you know if you got locked up in prison you had a fucking dude like yeah. no big deal no no they were banging each other they were banging everybody yeah like i want to know when people like settled down yeah. and stopped just fucking guys all well, the time well there was no <laughs> there was no judgment about that too. none yeah. none none so that was like hey man dick's hard you got an asshole let's do it well it's right? almost like it was too hard to get laid back then yeah you know and like sometimes you just had to do what you had to do I got to imagine that if you go back far enough, a lot of sexual behavior went unchecked. It was just you were just mm-hmm. acting on it. Yeah. You went into whatever sex act you wanted, desired that like your your fucking monkey brain was dictating, and you didn't really think about how, you know like the way that your culture looked upon it. People just did stuff right, and then yeah, that was it. And there was no. I'm going to talk to somebody about you made me uncomfortable. Today. <laughs> like, like you just did whatever you wanted to do. And there's yeah, no, there's no HR department back then. In that way, like unchecked civilization like that clearly is a different form of civilization. Oh, yeah, it's a different world. It's wild, wild west type shit. Oh yeah, to to the fucking umpteenth power though. When you talk about hundreds of years ago. Oh yeah. Well, when you get really, um, really dark. Shit and, oh yeah. Or on. or the uh, all of ancient Europe. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Lady Bathory? You ever heard of this fucking uh-uh. evil bitch? No. Elizabeth Bathory. She was a uh, a, a royalty in uh, 1560 uh-huh. in sl- in Hungary, Hungary. <clears throat> and this bitch killed like they don't even know how many women. She started getting as she got older. She started killing younger women. Uh-huh. She didn't want them around. Yeah. Looking pretty sure she would cut them up and torture them and kill Whoa. them. And she killed hundreds of them. Hundreds. You're a of pretty them, bitch. Man. 
And they didn't even kill her when it was over. They convicted her and put her in like a room for life. They just locked her in this room. Hungarian. Yeah. Well, she's royalty. Yeah. So because of the fact that she was royalty, they just decided not to kill her. Yeah. The 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 level of brutality when you go back for it, like you ever Ooh. read about uh, Vlad the Impaler? Yes. I mean, he would impale enemies and people in his camp who didn't like who he heard spoke against him. Yeah. And to impale them and he would do it and sometimes when you're impaled, you know, they could it could go right through a vital artery or organ and you'll die. But there's a lot of times when you can get impaled, it can literally miss every vital artery and organ and you bleed out impaled just in the sun for a day. Holy shit. You know, with with a fucking wooden rod up through your asshole going through your body and coming out like your shoulder or mouth and you're just bleeding i mean it's a pretty gruesome way to go oh my god there was talk about a bad set there was i think it was in persia uh steak in persia hold on did you see this picture of there's a story there's a there's a story about these uh people uh back in the roman days where there was like miles of bodies on stakes <sighs> yeah. to, to warn people as they approached. Mm-hmm. So as these people approached, I need to find the, the oh exact story. But as these people approached, uh, I guess it was, there was a pro- they were approaching Persia. Mm-hmm. They had miles of bodies. of bodies on stakes to let you know, like, you're coming here and trying to fuck with us. <laughs> this, this is what, what we're going to do to you. Yeah. And you'd get that stench about five miles before you saw it, you know? You'd be like, yeah. what is that smell, man? But just the idea that people here? would do that, that they would just run rows and rows and rows of bodies. Do you think that, that the only reason that doesn't go on today <laughs> is because there's like that morally checking thing? Or, yeah. Because th- that would suggest that there's like way more either acceptance of that behavior or there's just like cr- like crazier sociopaths just running shit all the time, you know? Well, I think it's probably are today. I think too. it's 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 way they they're way better at like hiding the more fucked up things that people do today, and right. that would be like way out in the open. Yeah, you know, like it's the, the situation that's going on right now in, in Syria, where everybody's saying that this is the most important thing that we have to step up and we have to go and we mm-hmm. have to attack Syria because Syria has done this thing, and, and these these people have uh, have died, and these innocents are, are being poisoned. There's no mention whatsoever in the mainstream news of the irony of the guy who is the head of the United States, you know, military, the yeah. commander in chief, talking about innocent people dying. Right. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like this idea that there's a certain amount of innocent people that must die, mm-hmm. and those are okay. Right. But when innocent people die and this guy did it, then Man. it's really bad, and right. especially the way he did it. Right. You know, the way he did it with poison, and we just, we can't take that. That's, yeah. we, we're drawing the line. We're going to have to kill some more people because right. of that. Right, right. And innocent people will die because we have to protect uh, innocent people. So we have to go in there. This guy killed innocent people. We'll probably kill way more innocent people than a with thousand. Our, yeah. If we went in there, if the army, the, the United States army went, unless Syria just said, fuck this, and they laid down their guns and went face down and put their hands behind their heads, uh-huh. immediately, someone's going to die. People yeah. are going to die. It's crazy. It's like the idea behind it. It's like one of the weirdest ideas sure. ever. Well, the the perspective you're talking about is is pretty much purposely kept out of our U.S. 
kind of mainstream news. But they're not even allowed to photograph coffins. Like right. that was something that was passed during the Bush administration. Yeah, you couldn't take photos of coffins because yeah, sure, that would have an impact. Yeah, but how? But we can kill people. But how insane is that? Yeah, like yeah. it's okay to do that, but the reality of it should never get back home because it could weaken morale. Yeah. Like, whoo, you're, you're, you're stomping information. Like, information is critical for people to understand the actual parameters of the situation they're involved in. And if you change that information or change how much of that information gets out, yeah. you'd greatly alter. If you can't see evidence of it, they're not seeing bodies. They're not seeing, they're not seeing the damage. You're not focusing on the bad stuff. You're not, you're not being accurate. Like of course. You're, you're giving a really fucked up version of what you're talking about. Yeah. Governments so that, are good at that. But that should be illegal. Yeah. That should be highly illegal. Like to do that, to say to someone you can't take a photograph of something that's actually happening. Yeah. Because it, the, the, that idea behind it, the weakening of morale, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Morale only weakens when it's supposed to be weakened mm -hmm. okay if we were off there fighting werewolves and and bodies were coming back like that we would salute them and praise them in their 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 quest to save the human race from the werewolves yeah. that they died nobly we would celebrate them we would fucking have parades for them and nobly celebrate them mm -hmm. but that's not what we're doing we're hiding them we're, we're hiding the photos we don't show them to anybody yeah because the whole thing is chaos and if you really boil it down is it was it worth it that your child died to promote this agenda no it's not, not. it's not it's not, that's not the only way it could have been done. That's crazy. To say it's the only way it could have been done is absolute bananas. Yeah. To well, say I hope that, the diplomatic strategy works out. I mean, I hope so too. But I mean, I can't believe that we're still committed to fucking years and years of war in 2013. It just doesn't make any sense anymore. I know. I know. It's interesting too if you, uh, like, because you really, it really is up to you to figure out stories. It, you have to, like, it's interesting to go to different sites to see how they present the story. The same story. Oh, yeah. You, know? like if you oh, go, yeah. you read CNN, and then you read, like, if you go to Drudge to see how they report it, and you go to, like, BBC, Guardian, yeah. Al Jazeera, you'll get the same story reported in six different ways. Yeah. And you got to kind of decipher that you have, you, have to, you have to pick up on the fact and know that everybody has a bias, even when they don't have a bias, you know? Yeah. There's built-in bias to every angle. Every story. Oh, yeah. You and have to be able to break that down to whatever degree because you have your own bias that wants to lean a certain way. Right. And you go, this is the story I'm, I'm going to run with, the one that they, this person reported. And that's a big one whenever you've got anyone that's pushing a left wing or a right wing agenda. Oh, yeah. Whenever you start hearing about what the Democrats want to do is give everybody this, mm -hmm. blip, 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 take all your hard earned money. Yeah. And like you're like, oh, you're not even being honest here. You're just putting on this puppet show. Yeah. And you're probably invested in winning this puppet show or in the making course. this puppet show very convincing. You got lobbyists that are counting on you to get me to believe your perspective on this right now. For you, sure. They're filling up your pockets, man. Yeah, what a ridiculous way to run a government. The idea that it's that's so how crazy. we run it. I know. And all this money and influence. They're all always, always only thinking about their next election. Always. Don't worry. We're thinking of you. Yeah. I'm not thinking of all this money. Mm -mm. All these people that have this money that got me into this position, I don't think about them. Mm -mm. I think about people I don't know who hate me. <laughs> That's what I'm concerned with. Yeah, his fucking his favorability rating is like Bush-like now. It's like is it that, that low now? Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah, wow. let's find out. What's Obama's? Well, I know approval rating. Obama's approval rating. Yeah. Let's. Uh, what was the worst? The worst. Yeah, I bet the worst was probably. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it was. Uh, Something like 80 years ago, 
and then Bush would be like second. That's my prediction. First of all, how crazy is it that there's something called the approval rating oh, yeah. for the president? Okay, here it is. Okay. 47% of likely U.S. voters approve of Obama's job performance. Okay. I mean, that's- 52% disapprove. Okay. That's not horrific. It's definitely um, pro- it's definitely lower than it's been, right? <laughs> well, listen to this, though. 82% of the Democrats like the job the president is doing. <laughs> 85% of the Republicans and 50%, 57% of the voters not affiliated disapprove. Okay. Come on, man. Can you look the up? Democrats, that, that is, how, how silly could you be to say, I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, yeah. Number one is Obama. Number two no, is... No, no, no. Or, no. Number one is Bush. That's the lowest approval rating ever? Let's see, lowest approval ratings ever. His lowest approval was 25. Bush? Yeah. And what's the next lowest? Uh, Do you remember when Bush's approval ratings were fucking high? Like right after September 11th? Really high. You weren't even allowed to make fun of Bush. It was really high. Truman. Truman. See, I told you. (laughs) And then Nixon. (laughs) What was Truman's down to? 22. Okay, this is the he's this is what his approval rate is on foreign policy. Forty percent. Wow. Wow. That's really low, man. Ugh. Hmm. I think Obama it's just like every other thing that happens in this world. You probably go into it thinking that you're gonna change it and you're gonna fix it and did you think you're did gonna you be have, a great president? Did you have high hopes for him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he's a brilliant man. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I just don't know how much the president honestly gets. To, I don't want to even speculate on how much of an effect the president actually gets to to push. Right. Uh, how much? You know, how much influence does this one human being actually have? Do you I think wonder. a lot of it? Um Behind closed doors is like, so here's what's going to happen. There's so much money involved, man. You're yeah. talking about people that run banks you're talking about people that demanded that they get bailed out by the united states taxpayer after fucking the united states taxpayer sideways into a point where the the economy eroded radically in all businesses these people caused this and they still got bonuses. Okay, this, these yeah. people caused this. And Obama went on TV and said that they're going to get, we're going to, we're going to limit the amount of money that they receive as a bonus to five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> a paltry sum for such rich folk. Can you imagine even saying that as a statement? We're going to yeah. limit the bonuses of the companies where we have to pay millions of euro dollars. Yeah. We're going to limit the amount they steal to 500000 Yeah, We've put a cap on it. No, go to bed. And then <laughs> I like your Obama. That's, that might be one good. of the nuttiest things that a guy has ever said on television. We're going to limit the thieves yeah. who've ruined the economy yeah. to a half a million dollar bonus. Like, oh, the people that we asked to watch over, hey, you guys are the financial guys, right? Please watch over this fucking thing with numbers because I have kids and I got a job and I don't have time to do this. So do we have have a guy? Yeah. We've got a guy. He went to Harvard. And then if you ever watch that that documentary (laughs) Inside Job, Uh have you ever watched that? Sure, yeah. 
holy shit. And it's not about 9-11, folks. It's about, it's about the economy crash. It's and unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah. And the guy who is doing it is brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And he catches these dudes and corners them and asks them questions. And you see them squirm and panic. And, and then you find out like that a lot of these guys that were working in universities that were responsible for these studies, mm-hmm. they would leave the universities and get these awesome jobs at the banks whose policies that they recommended promoted this sort of like free range wild kamikaze swashbuckling capitalism yeah. that caused all these fucking people to lose their homes mm-hmm. it causes like, these guys get jobs working for those firms after they leave yeah. so they're like educators and they're like this is, should be no problem i see this should be no problem and then they they they, they pass all this shit yeah. i mean it's the most obvious shell game of all time it's it's so in your face yeah yeah it it's, really is it's 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 really Look, it's kind of admirable. And it's you know, not if you over. want to look at it from a gangster point of view, yeah. I mean, it's the most gangster shit ever. I mean, we glorify gangster rap. Yeah. Gangster rap can't fuck with gangster banking. No, gangster Wall Street is yeah. the most gangster shit of all time. They've, they've done some gangster shit. Yeah. And what it mean is that worse than the gangster shit that's been going on right now and from the beginning of the Iraq War? That's pretty gangster too. Yeah. You know, I mean that's this one one destroys lives and financial stakes, the other one kills lives. It, it kills people, it destroys everything. Like how come that is that that ganking, that gangster ganking that we saw? How come that's like less offensive than this financial gangster ganking? They're both pretty gangster. Fucks people up bad. Yes. Yeah. Look, it's it's madness, man. It's we are mad. We're a mad 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 race. Yeah. And I think we're getting less mad, but we got to figure this out, man. We can't just keep doing this. We can't just keep going to war. Just I've heard a lot of uh, financial people lately say that like the, the worst is yet to come in in a coming soon kind of way. As far as like '08 collapse, that mm. that's just going to go way further downhill. <sighs> what I heard is that the commercial real estate cl- crash is a really dangerous one. Really? I've heard that one's a real dangerous one. That the commercial, like once you have residential real estate crash, like that one, mm-hmm. there's a commercial one that's much larger, Oof. apparently, Jesus. allegedly. I don't understand it, though. So even me saying that is just bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what keeps it up. I don't know how the fuck they rescue the economy, or did they even rescue the economy? You know, should the banks been allowed to fail? Who's right? Peter Schiff? Is Peter Schiff right? You know, I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand any of it. I don't know, man. I, I'm definitely not the mind to put that together, but, but it's it's pretty bad, I think. You know what I know for sure, though? This is not the only way to do it. Right. This is not the only way to do it. This whole stocks and bonds and derivatives and, like, you guys have created fucking chaos. You have a chaotic system, and that system is fucking awful. It's like Windows NT from, like, 1997, Windows me. and you go inside of it and start mm-hmm. fucking with the registry and embed yourself, and, like, you don't know what the fuck is in this crazy economy, the amount of influence that affects the politicians, which affects the laws being passed, which affects the judges being elected which affects the decisions being made that literally change the entire scope of the nation. Yeah. And it's all motivated by money. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And the other thing that the big advantage that those guys have that work in that field is they have a specific knowledge that basically the overwhelming majority of people can't grasp. Like, not because we're not right. capable. We're just not well-versed in this. Right. And people start talking about derivatives and short sales and all this most people go i don't know what the fuck you're talking about yeah i don't know and what so the fuck i'm talking about when i said it that that goes but then that makes things go unregulated unchecked it's like 
when doctors have a conversation or pilots and they start getting into the specifics of their field, at a certain point, if you're not one of those people, you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and absolutely. it's not for you. And you're like, okay, except this one really affects most of us a great deal, but we don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, to me, it might as well be when people start talking about golf scores. Sure, He yeah. was six under and yeah. the five, yeah. and like, what? He had two birdies and an eagle, man. What are you saying? Yeah, of course. And he took a mulligan. What? <laughs> you got a big golf guy? No, I've never even played. Guy shot, Jim Furyk shot a 59 last week. I have no idea what that means. See, you just said it right there. <laughs> Pretty incredible. Yeah, that, that numbers thing is a scary one to not be, uh, to, to be math illiterate like I am. I'm, I'm with you. quite frightening. I'm with you. What do you think of 114-114? Is that a good score? For what? For boxing, if you watch the Mayweather fight. Oh, Jesus Christ. That woman who also scored... Um, Pacquiao losing to uh, Bradley. Yeah, Tim Bradley. That lady's crazy. Mm-hmm. She has a different view of boxing than most people. <laughs> I got lucky, man. I uh, I was I had a show in Lauderdale, and I was doing it at the at the Improv, which is connected to the Hard Rock Casino. So I knew the fight. I was like, I'm gonna miss the fight. Right. Whatever. I had two shows. I mean, I take my time. I finish the show. I get paid. I'm just like hanging out. I walk back to my room. And as I enter the casino, and this is in Hollywood, Florida, there are a fucking extra 3,000 people in the casino. I'm like, what is going on? Wow. And every monitor in the casino is showing the fight. So I was like, oh, great. And it was only the end of the third round. So I got to watch from basically round four on. The whole casino showed the fight? That's incredible. And everybody stopped. There were so many people stopped and in, in, in like in in between slot machines, just like looking up just to watch this fight. It was it was incredible to see that spectacle, the people watching it. And yeah, I mean, I watched, like I said, the rest of the after the end of round three on. And, you know, I think even to like novice boxing people like he, Floyd pretty much put on a clinic, you know? Yeah, like, it was ridiculous. I mean, this woman scored it even. Even is crazy. I think even I think somebody who didn't know. What's going on? Like we're talking about. Yeah. Would know that it wasn't even. Well, I think that there's some crazy people out there. And I think uh, there's also the possibility of corruption. And both of those need to be considered as options. Either she's crazy and she just likes to judge shit professionally that she has no idea about. I mean, I never talked to, I haven't talked to a single person that thought it even made a bit of sense. It's not like one of those, well, you know what? She favors defense, and yeah. the, the shell defense is very impressive. And he did land a couple of hard counters. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. no, no. There, was, there was no one saying that. Like, this is if you thought that he won that fight or you thought it was a draw, you're a crazy person. The fact that your track record now includes the Pacquiao, Bradley, yeah. and this, that's what, those are both on your resume? That lady does not pay attention. Yeah, Either I'm, she does not pay attention or she's crazy. Or she's getting paid. Right. I don't want to say that. You did. I'm glad Brian Redband said that (laughs) and not me. Because I sometimes, Brian, I work in the presence of the Nevada State Athletic Commission, and I would never accuse them of such a thing. Right. However, if I was an investigator, I would look into it sharply. Yeah. Yeah. There's just something wrong. There's just something wrong. And if it's not corruption, uh, which I hope it's not, it's just incompetence. And either way, it shouldn't be tolerated. You did, you know, so no one deserves their job. Right. Especially when it's that kind of a job. You don't deserve that job. You have that job because you're supposed to be a professional at it. You're supposed right. to be really good at it. And when you're unbelievably, unbearably bad, is that a word? Unbearably? Mm-hmm. Unbearably? Unbearably. But I went unbearably. Yeah. That's not a word. But she's so bad, it's criminal. Yeah. 
It's criminal. It's like me teaching Spanish lessons. Right. I don't know how to speak Spanish. Right. So if I tell you to speak Spanish, that shit would be criminal. It would be, yeah, it's not. That bitch is criminal. It's not, it's not okay. Snoop Lion, weed jackpot, wins pound of weed off the Mayweather fight. Oh, he bet a pound of weed? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Look at him with a pound of weed and a Captain America <laughs> shirt on. Yeah, he's a badass. Look at this guy. Who did he bet it with? He's got to say. Um, so. You know, how much is a pound of weed these days? I don't know. Oh, a Mexican guy named Lou. 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 We- <laughs> That's hilarious. I've never had a pound of weed in my life. No. It's about $4,000. That's insane. I've never even had more than an ounce. Like, I don't want to carry a lot of weed around. No. <laughs> I don't understand it's, that. It's I've dry. seen a, a quarter a quarter pound QP. If I saw a bag that <laughs> big, I would assume the next thing I'm going to hear is boots kicking the door right. and get all your fucking in. I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, what's, I'm what's, a comedian, I'm not a drug dealer. What's scary in Ohio, allegedly, my dealer growing up in college, that's how much he would have. Oh and my so God. in Ohio, that's scary because <laughs> like he would have like three pit bulls, two chows, and just like, like you'd come into this house and like, all these crazy dogs you just pull out this humongous bag and put it right there and he like trusted me so he like showed me all the shit he had and like all the secrets like pounds of weed that he has like, oh hidden everywhere God. it was crazy you know, I, a guy I grew up around that shit scary. it's so weird a guy it's out so here scary. Had, uh, <laughs> who, de- who dealed out here had um, like a big SUV like an Escalade and he had compartments built in there um where the way it was rigged was that the radio station had to be tuned to a certain channel, and that would unlock. Then he would be able to unlock the compartment. Oh. So it had to be like on ninety one point seven, and then he would go click click. And that's so click. crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's to, to, to transport. Like, Do you know like, that a guy went to jail for a long time because he was constructing those? Oh, really? Yeah. He went to jail for like a real stretch, and they, they accused him of aiding and abetting. Somehow or another, they set this guy up. Okay, To me, build like hidden compartments? Yeah. Hid, wow. Hidden compartments jail. Check this out. Did you Dude, ever... Uh, oh, here we go. It, here's, quick, it's one of my mods. This has to do with a CD drive and a secret compartment, one of many of my inventions. And I know they've used CD drives before, but not in vehicles, and as far as to my knowledge, and not like this. And what I've done is, uh, this is a key. Oh, I know what you're thinking, it's a battery. Stick your tongue to it, it would zap you. Don't do that, stupid. Anyways, and these are two taps. It is really a 9-volt battery, and the power supply goes through this to open up my vent, which uh, reveals my secret compartment, and I basically took the CD drive apart, used the the bare basics to it. No, this is dope. A little extra cash, spare change. How did he do that? Attached it to it and whatnot. So he pushes this battery. He pu- it's just a regular 9-volt battery he's holding up. He puts it right there. Oh, oh that wow. is so dope. <laughs> Come on. Don't that guy's James Bond. Nice place it's to awesome. keep, you know, your wallet, your keys, a little extra cash. He said, change, oh, you know your wallet. I thought he said Pinot. Um, you keep Pinot Noir. I keep a glass of Pinot. Always ready glasses chilled. You know, when bitches stepping on my 79 Impala. Anyways, glass of wine. Click it again for the Shiraz. And then it closes. That's so like, that's wild. Dope. Oh, so you flip it to go in and flip it to go out. That's so. insane. You change the battery. That is insane. I know that- what you're thinking. Damn! <laughs> 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 yes, <yeah. laughs> 
inspired by Superboy. Thank you. I was thinking, damn. Yeah, that was awesome, man. That was awesome. Did you ever see The French Connection? You've seen it, right? Yes, uh, man, but it was it. so long ago. That was Gene Hackman, right? Yeah, it's a fucking awesome movie, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember a thing about it. I, I remember it was awesome, but Go I'll have it to again. watch it again. It's, it's so about heroin smuggling, right? Yes, and it's so good. It's like a classic, um, you know, cop, fucking cop and bad guy movie from that era. So I think it's a late 70s movie. It's so good. You seen it, Brian? Mm-mm. You got to see it. Okay. Is it about like something like this, like drug smell? Or yeah, how they absolutely. Do it? It's a heroin, yeah. This is the guy I was talking about. His name is Alfred Anaya, and it says he was a genius at installing secret compartments in cars. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so they were used to smuggle drugs without his knowledge. And if, now he's in trouble? If they were used to smuggle oh. drugs without his knowledge, he figured it wasn't a problem. He was wrong. And it said uh, he, they, they locked him up, man. Wow. He, he lived in, in the valley, and um, he would set up these compartments like in the truck's back seat, the the truck's back seat, where he would he rigged up a set of hydraulic cylinders that linked to the vehicle's electrical system. And the only way to make the seat slide forward and reveal its secret was by pressing and holding four switches simultaneously: two uh, for the power door locks and two for the windows. That's so he would press awesome. all four of those at the same time, and it would open up the back seat. That's so awesome! Yeah. And he said the seal was no longer responsible to the switch combination, that no amount of jiggling could make it budge. He wow. pleaded with the guy to take a look. You know, this is how Bieber rolls. He's got like the high tech, the most high tech one ever, probably. If Bieber, yeah, yeah, because they pull that motherfucker over all the time, and like, there's never has anything in his car, but yet, like TMZ always has pictures of him like holding bongs out windows and oh, dumping really? out water into the street. So they set this guy up. <laughs> Listen to this. The guy's name was uh, Anaya, right? And so um, there was this. Uh, dude named uh, Esteban and he was saying that the switch to the combination doesn't work anymore and no amount of jiggling could get it to work again Mm -hmm. and so this guy shows up to fix it and he's a little suspicious uh, because there's uh, nothing illegal he said there's nothing illegal about building traps which are commonly used to hide everything from pricey jewelry to legal handguns but the activity runs afoul of California law if an installer knows for certain that his compartment will be used to transport drugs so if the guy told him that it's going to transport drugs, then he has a responsibility to either call the police or not right. build it or what have you. The maximum penalty is three years in prison. Jesus. And so this guy, Anaya, the guy who got arrested, he thought it was wise to deviate from his standard no questions asked policy before agreeing. So he suspected this guy. And he said, there's nothing in there I should know about. Is there? Esteban assured him that he needn't worry. Oh, so this is fucked up, man. So he's saying, don't worry about it. Like, Yeah. So the guy didn't give in to saying, hey, I'm going to use it for this. And then the guy goes, all right, I'll build it for you anyway. Yeah. Like, well, this is weird, man. This is this, lock that guy up? They, they, they fucking set this guy up because this guy was making compartments for people but not asking any questions. That's what it was. But I don't think that's illegal. I think you're allowed to hide shit because you can, you know, what if you have money? Do you want to leave, yeah. uh, you know, something expensive? Jewelry. What if you uh, own a jewelry store? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, if you have expensive stuff on you sure. all the time. Yeah. 
Like you should be able to hide that. You own a business that's a cash business. You want to transport. Yeah, you cash. can't assume that if someone can hide something in their home, that they shouldn't be able to hide something in their car. Of course, that's just that's your property too. There's that weirdness of like searching people's cars, man. You know, because you don't come to a person's house and search their house. Like, why are you searching their car? Yeah, like you're you're, you're you because you know that people transport drugs and things with their car. But at the end of the day, it's fucking. Private property. private property and whether there's a thousand dollars in cash in the backseat that you're going to steal from us yeah. because you think that we're, we're buying drugs with it that's happened before mm-hmm. where people like there was a stripper who had like a million dollars in her trunk this crazy bitch like made a million dollars and was going to buy a business and she had this money she got arrested and the cops had to give the money back to her because they suspected her of being a drug dealer and then she had to document all of her pay. All her hoeing? And show all document. Yeah. Oh, hoeing, man. Just doing yeah. a little stripping. You know, my girl like to shake that ass. <laughs> but <laughs> the, the, you know, the cops took that money as if, like, Crazy. you can't have money. If you right. have money, it has to come from drugs. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, but why can't you? Don't don't people have houses? How do they buy a house? Yeah. Who's to say you can't just go to a guy with a fucking trunk full of cash and buy a house? You can, you know. Yeah. Just because everybody else uses a fucking credit card. If you decide you hate credit cards, you want to store it all in a safe in your house. Well, and I only know the combination. Does the, the cop have to look in there and see if there's anything wrong? And if he sees that there's money in there, hey, what are you doing with all this good stuff? What are you doing with all this stuff that everybody earns? Yeah, why do you have to why do you have to declare I, I was thinking about the border thing, I mean, I assume that you have to declare money so that they can investigate Yes. Whether what's the source of that money, what do you have that money for. But there's this whole thing you have to declare if you have over 10000 let's say, going into Canada or coming back in the United States, right? Right. What if you have a lot of money? And right. Like, why, do you, why do I have to explain to you that I, I don't have this problem? Right. But I've thought about it before. Like, we're like, you know, obviously they're, they're asking so, so that if somebody does like – they don't say they have it. Then they do. Th- then they find that they have fifteen thousand in cash. They're going to be like, "Why do you have this much cash?" Well, well, because I do. I wonder if you have to like when you report it. How does that work? If you have to report that, yeah, like so, let's say you're some crazy baller type character. Yeah, and you know you're like, who would you be? Like if you were going to be a baller type character, you have to be a black guy, right? Who would you be? What which rapper would you be that walks around with suitcases of cash? Let's say you're Floyd Mayweather, because he would walk around with suitcases full of cash. Absolutely. Why Absolutely. can't Floyd Mayweather? He probably they probably wouldn't let him in Canada because he's got some domestic violence charges. He That's went right. To jail. He, did, he did his thirty days or whatever. They right. might not even let you in because Canada is pretty strict about yeah, letting you in for shit like around. that. They don't fuck around. But if he did get through, he probably would get through like a hundred grand in a backpack, you know, yeah. some Gucci sack or something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? Did you see yeah. the the all access for him and Canelo? No, I didn't. I didn't. Dude. He I've, I've sends watched them before, but like no, I didn't see it this time. He sends one of his girls to go pick up some of his gambling debt, his gambling money uh-huh. that he won. She goes in this like ostrich skin. I don't know who the fuck makes it. Some super expensive bag. Yeah. And the guy puts four hundred and eighty thousand dollars in the bag, wow. and then she walks it out of there, gets in her car, and drives it to Money Mayweather. Hey Floyd. Yeah. He's, he drives what, it to his house. Here's what you you want on Duke. Do you know how crazy that is? Duke, Maryland. That's she, insane. He's he's gambling that kind of money. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he always talks. He takes photos of his betting he's slips. He's crazy. I know. He's crazy. It's, $480,000 he won. And they're not even like, it's sometimes his bets are like these like kind of side bet, like prop bets, They're like where it's like, uh, I'm betting on who's the first to 12 points 
in this basketball game. You know what I mean? Not even like the outcome of the game. Like he's betting <laughs> shit like that, where it's a total just gambling rush kind of bet, where you're like, I'll put 25 grand that it's the 76ers. Well, you want to know what's interesting? They have uh, found a direct correlation between head trauma and uh, addiction to gambling. Really? Yeah, I brought it up to Dana White. Because Dana White was in here, and Dana, mm-hmm. Dana used to be a boxer, and Dana was talking about his gambling. Mm-hmm. Like, Dana gambles, like, insanity. He's oh, won, he does? He won seven million one night. What? He lost a million. That's the most he's ever lost, is one million. The yep. most he's ever won is seven million. And it's, is it gambling <laughs> always on, like, on sporting events? That's what he likes to gamble on? I don't know what the... I think he's playing cards. He's won seven million dollars? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't even remember. I mean, he he goes off. Is it poker? I don't know. I think he plays blackjack. I don't know what the fuck he plays. I went into that room. I went into that uh, high stakes room. Uh, Once I I saw a guy, and people stopped to to watch him to do blackjack. He was doing ten thousand a hand, and we were all like, "Oh shit, that's ten grand!" And they were like, "No, like bust, take ten thousand. He would put ten thousand in chips back there, and it was. I mean, it was super entertaining to watch, but I was like, I can't imagine doing that, man. I can't I'm freaking out just it. talking about it. 10,000. And it goes like that. I mean, it is gone in seconds. And so Dana must do it that style where it's like 25 grand a hand, that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's really unique with gambling. You know, the gambling for like money, like mm-hmm. in Vegas type gambling is that you can the, – the th- it can shift – Within seconds. seconds. At least if you're gambling on a game, it's a whole game. You have one hour for this game to take place. Yeah. I kind of like gambling on games because I don't even like sports. But if I had some money invested, yeah. like it would make it more exciting. It absolutely does. It has that effect to the umpteenth degree. It's like good. if I go to Vegas, mm-hmm. like say say if you and I went and there was some kickboxing going on because uh-huh. uh, they're doing this new thing for uh, Spike TV. It's yeah. Glory. Glory is this uh, super high level kickboxing league. It's like yeah. the best kickboxers on the planet Earth, and the fucking the the fights are incredible. Yeah, like Gokan Saki and Daniel Gita and Tyrone Spong. These guys are fucking assassins. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would like to go to see that see that shit live. And if we went to see that shit live, yeah, and we were ringside, you know, we're gonna bet some money, Tommy Buns. Now, would you bet? Based not knowing anything about the guys, is that how you? Um, no, I would never do that. But you would bet. I would if I wanted it for a goof. Yeah, I mean, maybe. no. But let's say not for like if, you're, if we're talking about this particular. Would you know about the guy? Like, do you know those guys? Who yeah. they are? Okay. Yeah, the high, the highest level guys I know. But there's so many more kickboxers than there are MMA guys. There's yeah. a lot of MMA guys that I don't know. Really? There's there's a certain there's number so where you can only like keep yeah. so many in your brain. Yeah, you know that. Um, there's. Like they say, like close friends or people that you're in contact with on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you have 150 names that you can kind of yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah, it's the 150 people that you have relations with. Mm-hmm. Everything after that is just like, <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't but know. you have a lot of, I mean, like you in particular store a lot of data about guys fighting, who they've fought, and you remember the fight, where yeah. they fought, how the how he won that particular fight. Mm. Like that's a lot of extra knowledge. Yeah, right? but you Sitting know, in there? but that's because there's nothing else in there. Right. But there's no other sports in there. Oh, uh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. room. There's no room for hockey. Yeah. There's no room for basketball. Yeah. So all like when I start talking about like fights, like oh, you know, he lost to Igor Chanchin, he got mm-hmm. KO'd in the first round, came back, fought a few times, but we never really saw him again. Yeah. That that I you know, there's no there's no basketball in there confusing. Me, I see what you mean. Because you know? I'm kind of that to a degree that way with college football. Like uh. I have a lot of data in there, and I remember names, and I remember games, and I remember the year. Well, that's way more numbers. It's it, it, and the crazy thing is like 
Well, sometimes I'm amazed that I remember who recruited the guy. Whoa! And what high school he went to. That's oh my! Crazy. Well, that's Hunter S. Thompson's famous story about uh, talking to Nixon. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard that? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, no. dude! Um, he uh, spent time in a car with Nixon. Really, Hunter S. Thompson did? Yeah, back before when- he was president. No, Nixon was president. What? Oh, wow. Okay. And he uh, he rode with him in a car, and uh, Nixon and him just talked football. He he knew that Hunter was a football fan. Well, he goes, I'll right. let you ride with me if we only talk football. You know, because football fans love to talk football sure. with other football fans. And right. Hunter was a huge football fan, so he got in the back seat with Nixon, and they talked about football. He said he was amazed that, like, he knew about one guy who played one year with one team, and he knew where he went to college. And he goes, he was like, I was blown away. He's yeah. like, he's a real legit. He goes, he, it might be the only thing that he didn't lie about. Didn't Hunter kill himself after football season? Yes. It was, right? He was like, he waited for like Super yeah. Bowl and all that. And he kills it like in February or something. He had been apparently talking about killing himself for a long time. Yeah. He was in some pretty serious pain. Yeah. He had hip replacements. And uh, on top of it, the boozing and the coke, he had just redlined his brain. Yeah. If you ever listen to Hunter like later in life, mm-hmm. pull up a Hunter S. Thompson on Conan O'Brien show. It's really sad. And this is coming from someone who's a huge Hunter S. Thompson fan. And so, in fact, my favorite all-time documentary, if I have to, if I have to tell people one is a goof, I always go with Grizzly Man because Grizzly Man was hilarious to me. Do you mean but, do you mean uh, Letterman? What did I say, Conan? Yeah, no, Conan. Uh, I don't see a Conan. There's one. Trust me, because uh, he's it's much. He's much older when he's doing the one on Conan. Grizzly Man, you find hysterical. Though. It's hilarious. I yeah. love it. I watched it again last week. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched it a hundred times. But Gonzo, the life and work of Dr. Hunter S. Thompson is fucking brilliant. Really? It's an amazing, amazing, amazing I documentary. That. I should watch that. The, the, you can't find it, dude? There we go. Hunter S. Thompson. It's just a bad copy. Listen to him talk. You barely understand him. You can't even hear that. Go go to the one where they're at the desk. If you go further further back, he's uh, sitting at the desk with Conan, and he's uh, they're talking, and it's like, Jesus Christ! You can't put together what he's saying. He, you don't understand a word he's saying. He's mumble slur, mumble mumble mumble. But then if you go back to his early stuff, you go back to uh, the 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 documentary. It's absolutely brilliant. It's when he's running for sheriff uh, of Aspen, and um, they. Start, you know, he starts talking about the laws that are in, in place today and why it's engendered this disrespect for law enforcement operators, uh, law enforcement officers, because they know that these laws, like especially marijuana laws, are bullshit. Mm-hmm. Cops know they're bullshit. The kids know they're bullshit. Yeah. And he was like, you know, we got to put a stop to this or there's going to be a revolution in this country. You know, and like, it's pretty fucking intense, man. It moves to the cup. Yeah. He does a shot. throw up. Bottom right, eh? Whoa. I'd say that was pretty good. Work. That's beautiful. Yeah. Horrible fruit. Wow. wow. That was good. Very good. I gotta come live with you for a month. We need the umbrella, some whiskey, and we need a uh, machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, remember when we fired those? Yeah. In Arizona. That was awesome. We went to the Arizona Gun Club. So what's it called? Phoenix Gun Club? Something Phoenix? like that. Yeah. It was amazing. Those things are insane. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, we fired some crazy-ass machine guns. They're fun, man. Yeah. I need to get a place where I can shoot guns. That's what I need next. It's so much fun to shoot a high power. But the problem is, whenever you get a big piece of land that you you can shoot guns on, they assume you're starting a cult. Yeah. You know? What do they do? Well, they they go up there and they just shoot guns. Yeah, but in California, they do. Then sometimes there's stuff that you need to shoot with a gun, which is another problem, you know? I don't want to go to Ohio to think I'm gay. (laughs) Why? Because they're number one. (laughs) Look what it is. They're number one now. If all of a sudden I start moving there, you know? It's kind of weird that you guys are both from Columbus. Well, there's more barns and basements to fucking in Ohio. That's hey, why easy. <laughs> Too sweet. Is guys. it a is it a prison type thing where there's just not as many girls? <laughs> no, I don't know. Is that what goes down? No, it's dumb. Creepy. I think those guys there would find you guys irresistible. I think they're just smart. They figured how to start their own community in West Hollywood. They figured out how to start their own community in Columbus. You know what doesn't happen like that though? Lesbians. Lesbians don't really form ma- very many lesbian neighborhoods. I guess not. I don't really think of. I don't know. Right? I don't even know of one. Not really. I can't think of one. I'm sure, like, it I'm sure they exist. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of one. Gay people have a whole islands. Fire Island. Yeah. What? Dudes yeah. take over New York. What's yeah. up? It's almost all gay. Fire Island. Yeah, it's gay. It's all. It's like 98 percent gay. Yeah. And then there's a few hangers on. Some old people that don't know what's up. <laughs> Oh, the lesbians the neighbors have, uh, are strange. They wrestle. Lesbians have the dinosaur get together, right? That's oh, their... well, there's a lot of lesbian golf pros for sure. Yeah, mm. yeah. You but, know what um, else? Hmm. Pool. Really? Yes. High level women professional pool players. A lot, a lot of them. Of Not softball. all of them. Softball. Quite players a few. Too. Really? Softball. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What is it about girls and um, sports, sports that make them gay? I guess there's the natural. Association, right? <laughs> right now, there's girls all over the country that think we're serious. <laughs> I know. It doesn't make me gay, you fucking faggot asshole. I mean, you look like a guy and you play like a guy. That's not what we're saying, folks. Yeah, you can, you can, without a doubt, absolutely be a beautiful woman and be in a sports. Sure. And doing sports and competing in sports. Don't get me wrong. I saw Gabby Reese at the airport. Whoa, that's a lot of women. Whoa. I did a um a celebrity volleyball game. With her and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> That's his favorite. That's his favorite. <laughs> Way back in the Dizay. Yeah. It was many, many, many moons ago. And uh, she was a big, beautiful woman. Yeah. You make fucking warrior babies with that. Absolutely. And her husband's a big, beautiful man. He, a Laird? professional surfer. Yeah. Oh, he looks like right star. out of a fucking 1950s movie he about is. the beach of California. The, the hair's like. He's amazing. Dip down. He's, He's beautiful. Fucking man. yoked. Big, yoked, beautiful man. Yeah. The two of them have pretty sex. That's some good Oh, I'm sex. sure. It's, they should study it. Yeah. They should study it in like, you know, one day when they invent artificial people. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to be? You want to be some artificial, frail, little fucking insect-like no. person? I want to be Laird. You want to be Laird and Gabriella. Fucking. Imagine how she gives birth. She probably just reaches in and grabs a kid. <laughs> You know how strong that bitch is? Oh, my God. She doesn't have yeah. to scream. And they're both... They're both... Shoves it in there and... In their 40s, and they look... Ama- they were together. They had the whole family together. Mm. So I was like, this family looks amazing. It was straight so out of a magazine. Someone's in love. Gabby Breeze. Did you hear they got herpes infected monkeys in Florida? I believe it. I was there this weekend. Yo, dude, Florida does not play games. Tommy Buns, by the way developed in florida that's true it's one of the Your few things thing? good herpes besides <laughs> herpes infected monkeys yep. that have come straight from florida tommy buns that's right high school 
Thrill Beach, Florida. What up? <laughs> they said that there's a fucking slew of herpes-infected wild monkeys. There's as many as a th- of a thousand of them. Many as a thousand of them. There's going to be spreading a lot. There's a lot of <laughs> fucking going on in the monkey world. Yeah. Monkeys don't stop. Monkeys don't ask each other, do you have anything I should know about before they fuck? <laughs> they, it's 100% of herpes. They fuck everybody. Yeah, of course. Monkeys fuck. Every monkey fucks every monkey. The only thing that they don't do is, uh, well, chimps at least, is mother and son don't have sex. That's, That's a it. common primate restriction. The, the mother won't have sex with the son. But the dad? Everybody else. The dad fucks the son. Really? Everybody fucks everybody. They fuck the dad fucks the daughters, they, they fuck cousins, yeah. they fuck sisters. Everybody fucks everybody except the mom won't fuck the son. Mm. Very interesting. Thanks, um, mom. Yeah. This is uh well, I mean, this is really funny how many endangered uh, how many dangerous invasive species there are in Florida. Yeah. When you stop and think about it. they started to find Nile crocodiles. Mm-hmm. They found pythons that are so big they eat alligators. Jesus. Yeah. And now they're finding these fucking crazy herpes-infected monkeys. There's a thousand feral rhesus monkeys living in Florida right now. And among those scooped up by wildlife officials over the years, most were found to be carriers of herpes B. And this week, the colony was declared a public health hazard. It's believed that a small handful of the wild animals originally landed in the state in the 1930s, courtesy of Colonel Tooney, a tour operator who wanted to give the visitors a Tarzan-inspired experience of Florida's Silver River State Park. Tooney reportedly kept the monkeys sequestered on an island, but they learned to swim to shore. Wow. Easily reaching the mainland and moving out putting down roots as far as Jacksonville, over 100 miles away. This is amazing. And these are... They're they just, got herpes. But they're... <laughs> are they... They're not even contained? Like, they're just out um, roaming around? Or they're contained? These um, monkeys, no, they're, they're roaming. They're just roaming. There's a thousand of them roaming. Jesus. It says herpes doesn't cause serious symptoms in these particular animals. In fact, it's fairly common amongst them. But in humans, it can lead to neurological impairment or fatal encephalomyelitis. Encephalomyelitis? Why do they do that? Why do they insist on making words so fucking difficult? <laughs> that shit's ridiculous. For these moments. Encephalomyelitis. Litis? Hmm. Myelitis? I guess hmm. it's litis. No, it would be I because there's no E after T before an I. Or is there... An inflammation of the brain and spinal cord leading to death. Florida's racist monkeys are known to act aggressively towards people. They're racist They're monkeys? biting people. Yeah, they're probably racist. They probably they, hate white people. So they bite people and then you get... You get a, a, a murderous form of herpes <laughs> that barely affects them. Barely Jesus. affects them, but will kill you. This is So they're great. essentially toxic. It's, I mean, it's very little difference between that, having that, and being toxic. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about something that you can give a person that will fuck them up. It's, I mean, well, how's that different than a poison? Hey, man. Just because it's a bacteria? Great winners in Florida. Just all I got to say. Yeah. There's a Cuban tree frog problem in... Uh, in Florida too, they're uh, they're, uh. they're really noisy. So these animals they they move into these areas and they people like have a real hard time sleeping. Oh Jesus! Because they're really really fucking loud, and they're they're trying to find out like one of the research some of the research they were doing recently on human beings and happiness and mm-hmm. harmony and peace. One of the things they're showing is that we need quiet. 
Like people need quiet. It's not just I would like to get some quiet. Now you actually do need certain amounts of quiet. You mm-hmm. can't. You you need sleep, and during that sleep, you need to be able to rest. And if you're fucking constantly inundated with sounds, you might not ever totally rest. Yeah, you might drift in and out, or and and it, and it could fucking redline your mind. It can really fuck you up. So these frogs, they move in. They're they're called Cuban tree frogs. They're in, in tree frogs. They're in Central and South Florida. And they're they're they double the rate of their calls. Native green tree frogs double. Hmm. Oh, in the presence. Oh, this is so crazy. They're so loud that in the presence of them, the native frogs have doubled their rate of calls as well. Oh my! So God. it's just insanity. They're super loud and crazy, and then the other frogs have doubled their rate of calls because they have to try to keep up with these crazy new... They're basically Joey Diaz as a frog. It's a big, loud, crazy Cuban frog. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's nuts. They have unforeseen ecological effects. Tennessean says that by doubling its call rate, the green frog makes its presence more obvious, which is likely to make it more vulnerable to predation. Wow, so they're going to kill off the other frogs by making them stupid. So they actually get, they got com- competitive about yep. the frog calls. They were like... Yeah, well, they, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, of course. It must be sexual, right, when they, when they make calls? What else yeah. are they doing? Sexual or it's like territorial, you know, about like threatening my territory. Right, and what's the territory about? I don't know. I it's about, about sex. sex. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, they're just trying to get their frog freak on. Frog freaks? They found uh, the largest wild Burmese python in Florida recently. Captured and euthanized. The fir- this is the largest one they've ever caught in Florida. 17 feet long. Do you think a lot of the stuff going there... I mean, part of it is like that it's made up. The place is a swamp. Like yeah. the state's a swamp. But then it's also proximity to like where a lot of people end up going, like people from the islands, right? Coming Dude, up with shit. It's the perfect storm. Yeah. Florida's the perfect storm. Yeah. First of all, you've got the highest level of Oxycontin addiction and prescription on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. That's Florida. Yeah. Florida has 10 times more Oxycontin prescriptions than the rest of the country combined. Really? Yes. That's a lot. <laughs> so then, okay, so you got that, right? You got this crazy number yeah. of people who are on Oxycontins. Yeah. Then you've got Cuban immigrants, including a slew that Castro released. Castro sent out because they were prisoners. That's what Scarface is based on. Yeah. Then you've got the cocaine industry in Miami. And mental patients, too. Oh, yeah. Dan yeah. Marino. Dan Marino's from Florida? No, he's from... He's from... No. Uh, he was just... PA. He played That's for the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. yeah. So you you got that. Okay. Yeah. Then you've got the amount of banks that were set up with cocaine money. Whoa, right. Jesus. That's that's when you start getting really crazy. Yes. Because you find the numbers and you go, oh my God, this is insane. Why are there so many banks? There's more banks per capita in Miami than anywhere else in the country. Then you got no state <laughs> income tax. What type? Who does that attract? <laughs> no income tax. And it's like this reputation of being a place where Eastern gangsters yeah. went south. I mean, it's always been there. Like yeah. they go south and dump bodies. They go south and hide out. They go. I mean, they would get in a Cadillac and they would drive from New York to Florida. Yeah, I'm going to give my mother a nice house in Florida. Yeah, and then they would also the big thing before Florida was they would take boats or jets or whatever to Cuba. 
before Cuba fell, like in the 1950s, like Kennedy would go to Cuba. Yeah, that was all the spot. Those, they would go to Cuba. Yeah. People would go to Cuba. Cuba was the shit. They would go and dance and 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 drink and and it was supposed to be fucking incredible. Yeah. And then when the shit hit the fan and everybody had to flee, let's just stay around Miami. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go here. And Miami is basically. There's nothing about it <laughs> looks like any American city at it's all. It's Cuba. Yeah, it's totally. It's it's a, I mean, it's great. It's Miami's awesome. a great city. Yeah, it's, it's a awesome. fun, fun city. But it's very international. Oh, yeah. It's you, very international. You are an asshole sometimes when you walk into a store there and speak English to somebody. <laughs> like, they literally are like, Who the, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. So there's that. You know, mm-hmm. and then there's it's attached to the southerly parts of what Georgia, and what sure. else? What else is it attached to? Um, you drive to South Carolina, no Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you, uh, you go Bama, Mississippi, and it's Arkansas. interesting because yeah. the uh, the other thing that's interesting is that w- the further south you go, the more international cosmopolitan when you're in like northern florida oh, northern yeah. florida you might as well be in alabama oh definitely you yeah. really and might you don't as have well to be. go that far north no no yeah. you or do that not. far central no you do not yeah northern that florida is, is a different country shit, man. it's a different animal. tallahassee that oh, shit's country i remember when <laughs> when i was in high school and we would go to this place called bell glade bell glade is basically inland from palm beach Right, so Palm Beach is billionaire's row. Right. West Palm Beach has nothing to do with that. It's just, you know, like poor and, uh, you know, it has, I mean, obviously it has some nice areas, but then you have like rednecks. And then you go further in that Lake Okeechobee, Bell Glade is sugarcane. And you can smell yourself, you can smell Bell Glade way before you get there. Like the draft, like burning sugarcane. And it doesn't smell sweet. You know, it doesn't smell good. And you get out there and you're like, this is like an entirely different world. Like it had nothing to do with anything. It was so rural. And, you know, it was all about the soil there, Muck City. And and the, uh, the, the place had – you would think you were in Alabama or in, Georgia, you know, some rural part of Georgia. And that was just, like I said, a couple hours – in from West Palm Beach. That f- that cartoon of Bugs Bunny sawing off Florida, <laughs> what year was that from? Uh, looks like about 60s. Do you think that 60s? that was really what he did, or did someone create that to, for a joke in the, the new day and age? Oh, no, no, no. That's from a cartoon. So he really did saw away Florida? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So was Florida where Elmer Fudd lived? Um, I can't remember that episode. Why is he so hating on Florida? Was Florida shitty back then, too? <laughs> I don't know. Where where did Lucy and Ricky live? Did they live in Florida? Because he was Cuban, right? He was Cuban. Yeah. Was that Miami? That's a good question. I don't okay. know. I love Lucy. Here we go. I love Lucy. Isn't it funny that they're like, no one had any problem with that as like an interracial relationship or uh, you know intercultural relationship? Like back then, like being a Cuban man was like oh, very yeah. sophisticated. Oh, right. It wasn't like if you tried to do a Mexican and, and her, yeah, like the, the people would have a problem with that. Yeah. Like it was you know it was okay to have it that way. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even considered. I mean, not that they're different races. But Hispanic, a lot of people actually also racists do look at Hispanic, sure, and Hispanic people as being different than oh, white yeah, people. Of course, of course. But that back then, did you know that Big Bunny 
Bugs Bunny. Why did they do that? <laughs> Why is Bugs mad at Florida? That's what I need to know now. Do you know that uh, Desi, he had such a, a, a massive ego that... Desi Arnaz did? Yeah. He had really? a real problem with the name of the show being really? I Love Lucy. So they... He was like, the show should be like, you know... I Love Desi. Right. But they told him, yeah, but who sang I Love Lucy? He oh, he's, saying a, he's an idiot. Yeah, and they were like, and he was like, oh, yeah, and they convinced him. Oh, my God. That the show, basically, it's, it's you saying it. So the show's really about, you know. How do we know that that's true, though? That's, it, it's a, yeah, like, all these the stories. producer could be a yeah, lying be dickwad. They'll tell, they'll tell stories about you someday, Tommy Buns. <laughs> and you'll be like, the fuck I said that. I didn't fucking say that shit. The fuck I said that. Meanwhile, okay, yeah, that was a big fucking popular show, man. Oh, Yeah. I think the most I think the most watched episode of television ever is I Love Lucy when she gave birth. Everybody tuned in to see if it was a boy or a girl. Like so, it's crazy numbers. Wow. Insanity. Like basically most of our country watched that when that aired. It was from 6 years from 1951 to 1957. And then after the series ended, a modified version continued for 3 more seasons with 13 1-hour specials running from 1957 to 1960, known as the Lucille Ball Desi Arnaz Show. There you go. And then reruns as the Lucy Desi Comedy Hour. My name's in that show. Yeah, (laughs) you got a little upset. This is bullshit. I'm not coming back. Yeah, I guess. It was actually 1949, that Bugs Bunny cartoon. But I think he just, I don't know, man. um, uh, He's given credit basically for syndication. Really? You know Desi Arnaz? Uh-huh. He figured it out? Well, he's the one. Television used to just air live. Like, you just... Whoa. And they would just shoot it. And then he asked for, like, the prints one time. And they were like, yeah, you can have the fucking prints. What are we going to do with that shit? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. You dumb Cuban piece of shit. And That's then, hilarious. And then... Whoopsies. A little while later, he was like, well, you know, we could re-air this. And they were like... Oh, yeah, we could re-air that. <laughs> That's actually quite funny. Yeah. Originally set in an apartment building in New York City, I Love Lucy centers on Lucy Ricardo, Lucille Ball, and her singer, band leader husband, Ricky Ricardo, along with their best friends and landlords, Fred Mertz, their landlord, and Ethel Mertz. Wow. Yeah, that shows. Those shows, man, like The Honeymooners, that's a window into another time, man. Yeah, sure. Watching Lucille Ball, watching The Honeymooners. The Honeymooners, every week, Ralph Cramden would threaten to beat the fuck out of his wife. Yeah. (laughs) Not just occasionally. Every fucking week, he would be like, pow, right to the moon. He would talk about punching her in the face and knocking her to the moon. (laughs) She deserved it. But stop! Just stop yeah. and think about like culturally yeah. how crazy people were. It's not that long ago. We need to understand what a, a giant change has happened in our culture, mm-hmm. and I think one of the best ways to really document it is to watch old shows, watch right. what they what they accepted back then, and watch what they accept today. There's a Pow. newspaper article I just saw from somebody posted it. I think on Twitter. And it was, it was, they asked, they polled a guy, it was an old newspaper article, they polled guys whether it's okay to spank a woman. And 
the answers. Oh yeah. They pulled like five or six guys. It was an old article, and they were all like, "Absolutely, like she needs it if she <laughs> if she's out of line and she doesn't know what she's doing. You're just trying to help her." And this was a newspaper thing where they were like, "See, guys, yeah, it, it was to make you feel okay about." Spanking your lady. Yeah, I tweeted that. Oh, you tweeted that? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. I just saw an article. Yeah. Well, I, I might have retweeted it, but either way, okay. I definitely tweeted it. I thought that was, it was hilarious. Hysterical. Yeah. If a woman needs it, should she be spanked? The best part about it was... <laughs> Let's read it. Let's read yeah, it. Yeah, it's so fucking funny. Why not? Jesus Christ. Okay. If they don't know how to behave by the time they're adults, they should be treated like children and spanked. That <laughs> ought to make them grow up in a hurry. <laughs> If it doesn't at first, they'll soon get the idea. <laughs> this is incredible. Get the idea, hey? Yes. When they deserve it, as a barber, I've got a lot of faith in the hairbrush. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think there are th certain cases when it is advisable, when it is, there's no reason why you shouldn't go right ahead and do it. I can't knock the idea. In my business, a man sets a lot of, the s of store... Of. Sets a lot of store by the results he can get with a hairbrush properly applied. Nice wow. little smack. Now, here's what? the counterpoint. What does that mean, though? Sets a lot of store? Maybe what that, does that's that a business term back then. A man sets a lot of store. Are you ready for the counterpoint? Yes. Okay, there's none. Everybody agrees. <laughs> yeah, that you that's incredible. That's the best part is everybody takes the point of view. Look at this guy, parking lot attendant from Brooklyn. You bet. Teddy Galel. <laughs> you bet. You bet. It teaches them who's boss. A lot of women tend to forget this is a man's world, and a lot of men who step down as boss of a family wish they hadn't. Spanking might help get back some of the respect they lost. Look at Teddy. Look at Teddy. That's Joey Diaz's cousin. <laughs> what the fuck, cocksucker? Listen, cocksucker, spank him if they want it. William Davis. What does William say? He's a toy factory owner. Yes. Most of them have it coming to them anyway. <laughs> if they don't, it will remind them of how well off they are. I subscribe to the theory that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Holy shit. Whoa. Look at oh, him. That's okay. a, Look at that evil looking fuck. He looks like Rutger Howe's brother. Wow. Does he look like Rutger Hauer and Robert De Niro <laughs> fucked? He looks evil, Actually, man. He looks like that one uh, Holtzman. <laughs> oh yeah, he does a little like Holzman. Imagine that guy uh, spanking your wife. Let's hear what the other people say. That's, that's, that's all. There, there's that, that's that it. Was the last yeah. one. Oh, yep. That's awful. <sighs> well, that's sort of like what you know um, Dawkins is kind of alluding to. Totally. You know, that you're dealing with a totally different time. Absolutely. And he probably didn't really get over it. Yeah. He's probably saying that yeah. to appear. Look, it's no big deal. I got over it. But the reality is that guy probably needs mushrooms and a hug. Yeah. That guy's still, he's like avoided psychedelics. You know where that came into play big time with, with that case, like that specific world at, um, was at an issue was the, uh, Joe Paterno thing. Oh because yeah. 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 Sandusky, yeah. nobody's arguing that it was a different era. He was, he's a rapist and a pedophile. Right. But people were saying that the way that Paterno handled it was just an old school guy way of doing it because he was 80 something years old. His whole thing was like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, and my, uh, you know, my way of the way of doing things, when for a guy from his era was like, well, just you don't come around here anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it was, that, it was his way of his way of policing that type of behavior was, and that probably was what people would do to somebody. Like mm -hmm. you hear what what Jerry did. Yeah, Jerry's not welcome here anymore. You know that kind of thing. Yeah, like that's that's considered. The discipline for that guy. Right. Not 
let's call authorities and and it was like jerry you know he's out of here yeah jerry you can't fuck my kids yeah you gotta go away stop that's wrong yeah you you can't come to the to the cookouts anymore jerry jerry's twisted fuck yeah yeah um one of the things that dawkins look at this guy spanking this chick yeah you know acting up hey can we join in get out of here wow he's really beating on her man are they gonna separate it what the devil do you think you're doing He's drunk. He's trying to grab the glass and smell it. Why uh, he's drunk. Well, the grandmother thinks it's funny. <laughs> That's the mother? The grandmother's laughing. Oh, my God. Don't you touch me! The nerve of you coming into my house and trying to tell me what to do and and hitting me! Well, you think you're important, don't you? Well, you're not. You're a clerk. A miserable little clerk! Wow. She didn't need to go there. Well, maybe she did. Maybe she needed to get spanked, too. Mm. Talking shit Mm. about the guy being a clerk? Absolutely. How rude. (laughs) She forgot how how good she has it, Joe. Wow, that's She's so, got a good life. That's so weird when you look at stuff like that from another time and you go, well, that's not that far ago. No. You know, in terms of the, the amount of time that human beings have been alive, it's not that far. And in terms of the life of the planet, you know, obviously you get back further and further and wider and wider. It looks tinier and tinier. Yeah. But it's it's really strange. Was that a guy getting spanked? That's a girl? Yeah. Wow. Wrestling they spank now? Oh, she yeah. Has, so. She has a very firm booty, too. I bet that was oh. a fun spanking. Rescue. This guy's like, I got you, baby. Can't believe you spanked my wife. <laughs> he's gonna go back there, and while he's banging her, she's gonna close his eyes and think about that guy spanking her. That's so, wrestling is so silly. That's such a silly. It's, what are you talking about? It's amazing. It's the best sport thing we have. So it's so absurd. It's you so mean absurd. pro wrestling? You don't mean real wrestling? Right. Isn't it weird that real wrestling is like one of the greatest fucking sports, most difficult sports the world's ever known, and super effective in combat? But that fake wrestling is so it's popular. Like, it was. It is the affront to yeah. American civilization. It's so <laughs> it is the thing where if the aliens come down and they turn on the TV, if that's the first thing they watch, you got a real problem on your hands. And I get that, like someone told you know, it's a soap opera for like basically for dudes. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, no, it's not. I, I watch. I'm like, I like. I almost I understand it way more for like a kid, you know, the characters and all this stuff. But oh like, yeah, when I like I have adult friends. I have a lot of adult friends that all I still can't. watch it and love it. Like Sam from the Opie and Anthony, fucking <sighs> in love with it. And Tony Hinchcliffe. And you're just like... Hinchcliffe loves oh, wrestling? He's one of the biggest wrestler guys ever. That is hilarious. That's, I know a comic in Chicago, Marty DeRosa, um, fucking like talking about this shit. Like, did you see that shit? What are you talking about, man? What is... Th- how could you even get into it? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I tried... Like, I fucking... In high I realized school, I that everybody yeah, has too. their... Maybe it's a nostalgia thing. Maybe it's because they yeah. really liked it back then. Maybe they don't smoke weed. <laughs> that could be that. Problem. But all the classics, like I grew up with, like you know Hulk Hogan, and and the, all of them are like dead or retired. So yeah, like, these yeah. new guys, it's like I don't. But I'm just saying, like the excitement. I can I get the excitement for an 11 year old, but like now when you have real sports, yeah, and I love when the guys they get real defensive. Like the guys that are in it because they're always doing their act no matter what. They're yeah. always doing the like, you think this shit's real? Step in the ring, motherfucker. Okay. Well, okay, did you ever right. see John Stossel get beat up by the wrestler? Yes, because he got, yeah, yeah. And That's that guy, a classic. We should revisit that. Him up. John Stossel gets beat up by a wrestler. He, he got really fucked up. He ruptured his, his eardrums. eardrums. Yeah, and his hearing was, and he had like 
long-term effects from that. Yeah, that was really not nice. No, but he was cool. getting a little cocky with the guy. Sure, he could have asked him in a yeah. more respectful way. Well, I'm not going into the ring to tell these guys that I think this shit's lame. Who's I'm, the guy who beat him up? I ask Schultz questions there that I assume Dave Schultz, right? That guy looks crazy. Look at dozens of times. Look at the size of him. What? Is this a good business? Yeah, it's a good business. I wouldn't be in it if it wasn't. Why is it a good business? Because only the tough survive. That's the reason you ain't in it. And this punk holding the camera, reading he ain't in it. Reading these rednecks out here ain't in it because it's a tough business. That's terrific. What is that all you got? Well, I asked you the standard question. You know? Standard question. I think this is fake. You think it's fake? What's that? Is that fake? Huh? What the hell's wrong with you? That's open hand slap, huh? You think it's fake? Whoa. Huh? What do you mean? Fake. The second uh, one, that the second one is, I think, the one that did the. Well, thing. he, uh, in all fairness, Whoa. he was a little mouthy. Yeah, sure, he's a little mouthy with the wrestler. Yeah, you know, why would you? Uh, is this a good business? First of all, <laughs> in he all fairness, sucks as an interviewer. <laughs> yeah, that's a sucky interview. Yeah. If, if I interviewed a guy like that, I would accept, expect him to be upset with me too. Is this a good business? Yeah. Like, why would you ask if it's a or, good business? It's a horrible question. Tell me, you know, tell me about wrestling. How'd you get involved in this? Yeah. Like, how long you been doing it? How do you respond to people that say that this is not real? Yeah. Uh, not me. Not, I'm not saying yeah. that. You got to be nice to the guy. Don't be a dick. Yeah. I think it's fake. Yeah. Like, what are you, why are you so cocky? Like, why do you think you could say that to a man, like, inches in front of him, just insult what he does? It's, all, it's stupid. And it, of course and, it's and fake, you fucking dope. It's, it's arranged, but it's not. They're hitting each other for right. real. They're slamming each other for real. That angle that guy took is so stupid. Like, because I also, I mean, it, just in life, you always size up who's in a room, mm. right? And, like, I, I think some enormous dudes are fucking idiots, but I'm not going to be like, I think you're a fucking idiot to your face because yeah. I don't want to get my ear fucking smashed. Well, not only that, it was unnecessary to create drama there. No, That's, that didn't draw anything out. But he had a different idea of how that was going to turn out. He thought, I'm going to ask him these questions yeah. and make him look stupid because I'm way smarter than this fucking clown. Exactly. And then he got his exactly. ear Exactly. And, you know, I mean, he lived, he learned. Mm-hmm. He's got a mustache, and he's a white guy. His name is Stossel, and he's got a giant Burt Reynolds-style mustache. And he still has it. Does he really? He's had that Good shit for, him. for that. Yeah, he hasn't shaved that. <laughs> he still rocks that. That's a fucked up thing to happen, to have yeah. a guy like manhandle like that in front of a camera, and no one gives a shit, no yeah. one does anything. Oh, yeah, everybody moved. Everyone's backing away from that. No one's yeah. going to save you right then. What are you going to do? That guy's enormous. Yeah. That guy's he's a, a giant man. Yeah. you got a real problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stossel, you're not being protected. A lot of those guys are absolute scary fucking... Of course they are. Yeah, they're fucking huge. Guys like Brock? Brock yeah. Lesnar? That's oh, an yeah. enormous human. Yeah. If that guy wants to beat the fuck out of you in front of the cameraman, I mean, he might get arrested for it eventually. Right. But, but like, while it's going down, like, no one's going to help you. Mm -mm. That's just a fact. Sure. It's... The Rock is a beast, too. Oh, he's enormous. Huge. He's bigger than ever now. Yeah. He's, he's huge now. He's like really into bodybuilding. He puts mm -hmm. a lot of videos and uh, tweets a lot about yeah. like all the workouts, workouts he's doing at like yeah. 4 o'clock in the morning, lands 5 a.m. He's at the hotel. Yeah. I saw doing thing, sets. He said he's doing like two hours of cardio and then three hours of lifting. He's an animal. He's an animal. Total. And then he uh, he has cheat days that he puts online. You ever see his cheat oh, days? Yeah, yeah, shit like he eats. Fucking hundred donuts and Plates shit. of yeah. donuts. Giant <laughs> stacks of brownies. Like yeah. jugs. Like several gallons of milk. I've seen a lot of the like super athletes uh, post sugar. Like <laughs> like a lot of like guys that are doing like the and super, you know, cross training CrossFit guys. Uh -huh. and, like, 
but that their cheat thing is always incredible amounts of sugar. I think it's probably because of a caloric intake. Like they probably have an extreme desire for heavy for that, caloric and intake. That glucose kind of to yeah. Kick in. yeah. Yeah, if you're doing like CrossFit and shit like that. Plus, also when you you go with like really healthy diet on a on a regular for mm-hmm. the most part, mm-hmm. it's so tempting to go off the rails. Are you just, still are you still gluten free? Yeah, yeah. How's that going? It's great. I have no great? problems with it. Yeah, I heard Udi bread is really good bread to to try, so I'm gonna try that out. And then there's uh, there's apparently there's a gluten free bakery that sends wants sends us some wants to send us some stuff. Nice. That's in L. A. I'll you know. I don't miss it that much. I tried some gluten-free pasta. It tastes fine. The, the big thing to me is I feel way different after I eat. When I would eat bread, I would be like, ugh. And I always assumed that, that was just how I felt after I ate. Right. Because I always ate bread. I always had bread or pasta. Like, always. And then when I stopped, it was like, oh. Like, like I was being poisoned, essentially. You know, like hard? slowly, you know. Is it hard to do gluten-free when you travel? Like, is it harder? It's harder, but when I say poison, obviously I'm being melodramatic. But yeah. what I really mean is that your body doesn't digest that shit well. It takes a long time. It feels like shit. It feels weird. And it's breads. It's breads and pasta. When yeah. you eliminate that stuff, it eliminates a whole level of after-meal crash. Like, there's still a bit of an after-meal slowdown. Like, I won't have a big meal and then go on stage for that very reason. Sure. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to have a steak and potatoes and then run right out on stage. Oh, but the difference between a steak and potatoes mm-hmm. and a steak, potatoes, and pasta is significant. Steak, potatoes, and bread is significant. That extra level of fucking coma that you go into it's when you eat different. the pasta, it's yeah. gone. That level's yeah. gone. I don't get that level. Can anymore. you still have potatoes? Yeah, you can have any carbs. Oh, any carbs. You can have rice. Yeah, it's the the idea is all bait. Like some people say, it's hooey, and it might be a little hooey. You know, oh, it's psychosomatic. I'm not. I don't think it is. I think there's enough people that are pointing to some research has been done on it that it makes sense. And there's also research done on actual wheat itself. Mm-hmm. That wheat itself, apparently, in like the 1960s, they altered it, make it a little tougher, so it could survive pesticides and you know bug attacks and shit better. And when they did that, it made it much more difficult for people to consume than the old school wheat that people had been eating for thousands of years. So essentially, all, I don't know shit about it. Is you're just getting rid of wheat, right? Yep. Yeah, that's it. So breads and even awesome. some alcohols because it's a lot of alcohol. Beers. Made. Yeah, yeah, but not Heineken. Heineken, really? which I drank anyway, is uh, is gluten free. But like that stuff that I love, that Black Butte Porter, that's got tons of gluten in it. There's, mm. there's a lot of gluteny beers. There's a lot of gluten in like things like clam chowder has gluten in it. Okay, it's a lot of stuff like you wouldn't expect, like powdery. Did you edu- I mean, you're just always reading about it now. Like yeah, to find out what you can eat. Yeah, I just, I just completely quit. I just stepped back and um, said, "Well, let's see if it's worth doing. I'll do it, and if it's not worth doing, if I don't feel any different at all, yeah, I'll, just, I'll go right back." But you feel great. But I feel a difference. There's definitely a difference. Um, there's a book called Wheat Belly that I still haven't read. But uh, a lot of people point to that as being a good source of uh, information um, as to why uh, there was a, uh, a change in, uh, in wheat itself. And what they're saying is that um, whole grains of 2012 are not the whole grains of 1950, the 19th century, the Bible, pre-biblical times. Modern wheat in particular is genetically distant from its predecessors thanks to extreme genetic changes – inflicted on wheat in the 1960s and the 1970s in the name of increased yield per acre. Oh, okay. So 
The healthy whole grains have been repeatedly shown to reduce risk in diabetes, heart disease, and colon cancer. It's true, but if whole grains are compared to processed white wheat flour, it's guilty of the kind of flawed logic that dominates nutritional thinking, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Um, So apparently the grain that people used to eat is a much better tasting wheat or a much better for you wheat. But it just doesn't it doesn't we don't have it anymore. <laughs> wow. Hmm. So you eat a lot of protein though? Yeah, I eat um I eat almost all protein like fish or chicken meat. or meat yep. or uh and a lot of vegetables. And I still eat potatoes and I'll still eat rice. But there's a difference in the way I feel. I just think digestion-wise, I think there's an issue with resources. I think when, you, when you're eating wheat, one thing that's happening is many more resources that are used for other things are used to digest it. It, it must come down to like what it is. When you think about a, a plate of pasta, mm-hmm. chew that shit up, mash it up, swallow it, and then pack it all together. It's glue. You got glue. You got a big wad of glue. Yeah. You know? Whereas... Your stomach acids are sort of designed to digest other things like yeah. vegetables and, and meats. And I think it's a grind, man. I think – and this is obviously coming from someone who's not that nutritionally sound. I don't know what I'm talking about. But I think it would just make sense. And then once I noticed it, I just uh, – Are you still doing dairy? Um, I try to cut way back, but I still like it. I like chocolate milk. I like ice cream too. Mm. But I cut back. But it's still mm. delicious. When you don't, I don't eat cereal anymore because uh, the gluten-free cereals are not that yummy. You know, I like raisin bran. I haven't found a gluten-free raisin bran. It's so, possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't even might exist, but I haven't found one yet. So I stop with my cereal. I eat cereal like sometimes late at night. Yeah, it's like my uh, my cheat meal. Yeah, in front of the TV, I get a big fucking bowl oh. of Kellogg's raisin bran. Oh, yeah. Go off, son. Mm-hmm. I cut that shit out entirely. So I don't really have as much milk. But there's a lot of um, like companies now that just cater to the gluten-free, right? There's always mm. new things coming out. Dude, milk and cookies are another one I miss. Yeah. I used to get these Uncle Eddie's vegan, whatever the fuck it is, cookies. Is that what it is? Uncle Eddie's, I think. These vegan cookies from Whole Foods, they're so good. Peanut butter and chocolate chip. Hey, listen to me. If you're still eating gluten, don't, don't, you know, don't pass up on these. Please go get them because they're the most delicious thing ever. These vegan chocolate chip cookies, mm. the oatmeal chocolate chip with a cold glass of milk, I would eat those until I felt sick. Trader Joe's, <laughs> Trader Joe's made a, a crazy vegan chocolate chip cookie. Too. Really good. They're so good. I don't know why they're not. They don't taste bad because they're vegan. They Do taste you, fine. Is there a gluten-free version? Well, I think vegan's just lacking the eggs. I don't right. know what they bind it with. But I mean, is there one that you can get? I haven't seen one. Oh, haven't I've seen, seen chocolate chip cookies yeah. that are that are gluten free. They were pretty good. Pretty good. They can't fuck with those oatmeal chocolate chip cookies. Uh-uh. Those are incredible. I oh would go God. pick them over non vegan ones. No, uh, yeah. That's how good they are. Yeah. No, I've had. I, I always thought that for me the TJ ones were amazing. I would sit in front of the TV, like say if I was watching a really good movie, and I would eat a whole bag of those fucking really? things. It was probably several thousand calories. <laughs> <laughs> a, gi- a giant glass of milk. <laughs> I love um, – I, I, there's so many times I've just been decadent. But when you hear about how many calories some people can consume. Oh, like a Michael Phelps type dude? That's just so fucking It's awesome. insane. I want to watch him eat so badly <laughs> while he's training. Just watch him eat. Yes. Yes, I do. I Pants off. Yeah, I mean, they said too that like uh, you know, workouts are so intense. That yeah, 
his like get going first thing of the day might be a few bacon egg and cheese sandwiches yeah and then like everything goes down it's like all right you're in the pool and it's just training 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 it's get out and you eat like a bowl of pasta like you know that's enough to fill five people's stomachs you know yeah i think he probably blows off so much insane energy it's yeah it's not even yeah it's gotta you be. can't even wrap your head around mm. that what kind of shits is this guy taking <laughs> for real it must be thunderous number, all the time number six it's gotta go somewhere it's gotta be number sixes yeah number six what's a number six on the bristol stool chart what is the stool chart it's how they rate uh your shits so one through seven one and two are like you're grinding them out like they're pretty difficult most of my shits are not impressive but every now and then i will give birth to godzilla well is it a nice slider oh yeah that's a four Slider's a four, even if yeah, it's giant. That's, that's what you want. Yeah, even okay. if it's giant. And then five What's a and, six? Five six, six is really sloppy. Lots of little pieces. Like oh. You blew it out your ass. Blah! Yeah. And then that happens as well. Seven is all liquid. No and is, are these bad or good on the scale of good to bad? You want three and fours. Mm. That's what you want. Three and fours. Three and four is where it's at. Three and four is where it's yeah, at. Yeah. Three and four. I'll tell you what, man. A really good shit that you've held in for a while is incredibly pleasing. Oh, yeah. Like if you, you've been holding it in, holding it in. Fuck, yeah. I got to get to the toilet. I got to get to a toilet. And finally, even if you're in a public bathroom, you sit down, you just... Uh, <sighs> and it's so good that it doesn't bother you that you're yeah. taking a shit in a public bathroom. Yeah. You just unload uh, that dragon right out of your ass. Yeah. Just swims out and <laughs> destroys There's really no feeling like it. Yeah. <laughs> Really, no feeling like it. Number sixes are fun though, because it's like your butthole sneezing. But the seven one with the blood is the worst. That's not good. That's a horror. There's a one with the blood. Is seven? Seven's blood. Seven's just all liquid, Mm. (laughs) no solid material. The thing is, you ever have when you hold it in and you know it's going to be a five or six? Like you ever have like a? For me, it's like if you have a too greasy a breakfast, Mm -hmm. and it's the first thing that enters your stomach, Mm -hmm. and you know when you get up. Like if you're at a restaurant, you're like, this is gonna, this is gonna be unbelievable in the next whenever whenever i can find a place to sit down this is going to be a disaster yeah. and then you get if you're in a hotel you get up to your room and it is like a, like a religious experience oh like it's, it's great yeah i had a recently had a gluten-free vegan cheese pizza and just, the vegan cheese doesn't digest in your body your body's just like what do you want from me and then just like the next day it was like asteroids fireballs and it really? burnt coming out even it's though hot. there's it wasn't even spicy cheese mm. it was just because it was vegan cheese stung a little bit yeah little bee stingers Ooh. <laughs> little bee stingers little little bee stingers. you need to go to a doctor you know that right <laughs> I told you this before just for your mind not even for your butt <laughs> I've been. I've actually. I yeah, go so and what much the doctors now. say? They just go. There's too many of you out there in the world. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> no, I got a full just physical, and everything's perfect. Everything's hear everything perfect. was perfect. Speaking of crazy doctors, a Nigerian guy uh, working on his uh, college. This is this oh is a, a college um, paper. Unbelievable. <laughs> he proved that gay marriage yeah. is impossible with magnets. This is the single dumbest thing <laughs> that anybody has ever said. <laughs> He, it's amazing. This isn't a hoax. This isn't the onion. No, no, no. If you go to Death and Tax Mag, um, I think I don't think that's a legit website. <laughs> but this is no. I think this is real. I think this is totally real because every other story it on it seems real. So dumb. Okay, this I I can't even say the guy's name. Chibulihim Amalaha 
a postgraduate student at the University of Lego in Nigeria, has finally discovered a way to inconvertibly prove that gay marriage is wrong using a variety of scientific techniques, mm-hmm. like magnets. And this is Sounds his promising. Word. This is what he said. This is in quotes. To start with, physics is one of the most fundamental of other sciences, and I use two bar magnets in my research. A bar magnet is a horizontal magnet that has the North Pole and the South Pole, and when you bring two bar magnets and you bring the North Pole together, you will find that two North Poles do not attract. They will repel. So... (laughs) If you push them away from showing that a man should not attract a man... Showing that a man should not attract a man. Well, yeah, if you bring two south poles together, you will find that the two south poles will not attract, indicating that the same-sex marriage should not hold. A female should not attract a female, as a south pole of a magnet does not attract a south pole of a magnet. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. This is concept. hilarious. This guy actually wrote this stuff down. Maybe he's trolling. Maybe he's gay as fuck. <laughs> he's slinging dick like he's handing out churros at a fair. <laughs> And he's just, and he's just like, listen, I know what to do here. I just tell them there is no gay marriage. You tell me you are attracted to a dick. Suck upon my dick. I do not believe. (laughs) Oh, you're sucking upon my dick. I can't even believe you pretend to like this. I have to change my. You do not like to suck upon my dick. I will come in your mouth, but only this one time. He uh, he should hold a press conference. This guy just so people can be like, "Uh, I'm attracted to. Smelly armpits. Which magnet can you show me will <laughs> disprove my hard on? Yeah, isn't that a thing with like a lot of gay dudes? They're into like stinky dudes. Stinks. Yeah, yeah. Stinks. Oh. I got something for you, gay dudes. Tommy Barnes. Tommy Barnes yeah. ready to yeah, let you know parts. what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get a, a t- attacked or uh, picked on or rather um, hit on? By, uh, by the gays? Sure, sure. What do they do to you? What's the number one move? Hug you. Do you, uh, do you think, first of all, were you offended? Do you like, hey, I don't look that gay? No. No, I wasn't offended. I mean, um, I've been I've been so hit on that I'm like, <laughs> well, I really feel bad for women. Like, it puts it in perspective, you know? Like, oh, sure. right, right, right. Yeah, like, this guy's a real pig, man. Like, I'm not a piece of meat. Jesus. I had a comic corner me once and get really goofy with me. Yeah, I, I had- In Montreal, drunk. Yeah. At the, and it was so vile. I kind of totally understood like what it must be like for a woman to get hit exactly. on by some sleazy dude. Sleazy guy. I had a sleazy guy do it too. And he was like, uh, what, "What did he say?" He goes, "He was he was a comic, and he was bringing me on stage, and he had been like, that's a good shirt on you,' and all the, you know all these little comments. Mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, man." And then he was like, "When I bring you up, and I could tell he was hammered. Mm-hmm. What if I kiss you on the mouth?" I'd be like, "Don't do that, dude." I was oh like, don't my do that. And god! He was like, all right, all right. I'm like, just, "Oh my god!" Just don't do that. A comic yeah. gonna bring you on stage? Like, Did he lick the mic all before he gave it to you? Oh, oh, oh. <sighs> hoping that some of his saliva will get into yours. Oh, yeah, no. Oh. Yeah, but I, but he was just like he was a creep, right? So I was like, "That's that's what a creepy dude is." To a, do you want to name names? No, don't do it. Okay. Well. Do it. <laughs> no, no. What if it's the same guy? It could be. What's the same What's name up? of the guy? <clears throat> no, I can't. Don't First do name. It. No, I don't want to do First it. initial. No. No, no, no. Brad's got the camera on me. No. no. Oh, here. Put it on me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. No, no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> People are forensic with that. <laughs> I made up a name. Don't worry about it, folks. You want to hear something gayer than that? <laughs> hmm. I was in a restaurant the other day. This is, this is not even gay. 
Oh, okay. This is just disgusting. Okay. A woman... Uh, <laughs> this has nothing to do with gay. I don't even say why it's gayer than that. A woman brought in a dog. Yeah. A giant dog, like a lab. Right. And she sat down at a restaurant, and the, la- the lab sat down next to her table. And I go, what the fuck's going on? And the waitress told her, told me that she has an emotional needs dog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you know about this? Absolutely. Tom, Tom just got it. Yeah. You got an emotional needs dog? Uh-huh. And I might get it, too. Mm-hmm. To go for real? It, to get it, take it on the airplane for free. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Wait a minute. So... <laughs> If you have an emotional needs dog, like yeah. say if you get your dog an emotional needs dog license, you could take that dog on an airplane. For free. Um, for free. For free, yes. For free. Yeah. Yes. I recommend but it for small dogs. every airline has like a different policy. I mean, you, like- What for, if someone's massively allergic to dogs are sitting in front of you- I have and seen- And your dog is dirty. Clown-like fucking dogs get on planes where I was like, this is a joke, right? Like a fucking basset hound. <laughs> <laughs> and and to the point where we're all like, what's going on? Like the same thing, we're on a plane, yeah. and they were like, it's their fucking emotional needs dog. And emotional needs dog. Yep. And I've seen I've seen a uh, what's it called? An English bulldog. You know, like a big bulldog. Uh, get on. Same thing. Like it's emotional needs dog. That is incredible. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that it would be legal in a restaurant, though. That is so crazy to me. Yeah, Especially that. one that has an outside patio. Yeah. And she wasn't even using the outside patio. Really? This dog's oh, right. dirty, open asshole is yeah. just sitting there in the middle of the dining room. Yeah. Yeah. Not washed. No, I mean, the dog takes <laughs> shits. Totally. Nobody's hosing his ass off before they bring him out in public and make him presentable. He's just farting right in front of everybody. <laughs> of it was a lab, man. It was a lab. Big dog, yeah. Big golden lab. Yeah. Crazy bitch. Yeah, and uh, I think did you tweet this? Did yes. you tweet this out? Yeah, yeah. There's a notable person. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Famous person. Yeah. Famous woman. That's funny. Ridiculous broken bitch. <laughs> I can't bring a fucking dog. That is so. It's so rude to bring a big dog into a restaurant like that and act like you're king shit yeah. and just sit there with the dog and pet it. Like wow. that idea of emotional needs dog is so crazy. It's so crazy. The problem is, look, there are people that are absolutely devastated, and there are pro- probably people that, if it wasn't for the dog, they probably wouldn't even want to be alive. There are that people is a fact. that 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 thing really applies to, where it's very, yeah. yeah. Guess what? You don't get to bring your dog into a fucking restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You don't get to bring that big, stupid, hairy animal into a restaurant, and then someone touches something that your dog's butt touched, and they get worms, because mm-hmm. that easily could happen. You don't know if your dog has worms. You don't know what the fuck's going on there. You yeah. barely take care of that thing. How many checkups you give your dog? Dog can't even talk. It's a kind of what he. If you're going to be that paranoid, though, you're going to be more as paranoid of just opening the door to go to the bathroom. Not about paranoid, dude. I have dogs of my own. You just don't bring your dogs near a fucking dinner table. It's that simple. When you're you're out there at a restaurant, the dog is literally at the table, putting its face on the table. The person's eating, and the dog's right here. Yeah. She's touching it, and then she's touching the table. She's rubbing the dog's hand, and she's picking up the forks. Mm-hmm. She's. Tu- I mean, she's a dirty bitch. You yeah. did that and at if home? she wants to do that, I don't do that at home i don't allow Shit. my dogs to fucking sit right near the off my ice cream cones. well you're an idiot that's a dumb thing what? you probably have toxoplasma <laughs> but you you know if people want to do that at home they choose to do that at home that's one thing but if you have that dog around where other people eat inside a building it's there's a reason why everybody can't do it yeah she just wants her dog with her yeah that's well there's a reason why everybody course. can't do it because this that if it was totally sanitary Anybody would be allowed to do it. We wouldn't even care. Right. The reason why it's not allowed is because it's unsanitary. Right. So to, to put other people's health concerns 
a, a, a behind your need to be with a fucking thing that yeah. loves you all the time is incredibly selfish. Yeah. To yeah. bring that into a restaurant and know that you are violating the standard health procedures with a loophole. And yeah. those health procedures were put in place to make sure that people don't get sick right. from other people's dirty ass, stinky dogs. But what about, what about when it's a service dog where you know the person needs it, but it's still a dirty it's a, it is a problem. It's yeah. it's it's makes more sense at least. Right, but it's still that dog's yeah. still there. It still is a well. I think they should take precautions, and the people that work there should probably clean up extra good anywhere around the animal. Yeah. But if like you're a blind person, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you. Yeah. It makes sense. But this is not not that. This no, is just that. needy, crazy California. It's California. That's ne- California. Needy, yeah. crazy, famous and people. California is the first. I remember when I moved here, and I started. I was getting like post production jobs, working in different places right and staff people on staff from the uh post-production supervisor to a, a producer or a writer to editors there were fucking like 11 dogs right the first and i was like what is going on and it was like well you know we bring our dogs to work and i was like i've never seen this anywhere where people yeah. just and then every place i got a gig after that always had 10 fucking dogs and they were like well yeah i mean people just bring their dogs to work yeah i used to bring my dog to news radio yeah, Frank Sinatra, the pit bull. I used to bring him to work. And I used to bring Squeaky, Squeaky Fromm, my other pit bull. I used to bring her to Fear Factor. It's, a Cal- it's California. Yeah, Squeaky Fromm was a creepy little bitch. I couldn't leave her at home with the other dogs. Oh, really? She would start some shit. What's, what kind of dog was she that? She was a pit bull. Pit bull? So I'd bring her with me to work. Good dog, though? Oh, she was a sweetie yeah. with people. Yeah. She was a real sweetie with people. She loved people. She hated other dogs, though. She didn't like them because they would take attention away from her. She was a rescue dog. Mm-hmm. And the, the, there's a great thing about rescuing dogs and that you get to save a dog mm-hmm. from, you know, most likely being put down. Mm-hmm. But the bad thing about rescue dogs is, like, when I got her, she was almost a year. She had been really badly abused. Mm-hmm. And so that that almost a year of her life, she had been treated like shit. <laughs> and when I came along and treated her with love, anybody that got between that was, like, very dangerous to her. Like, oh, another right. dog that came in and tried to get the love. Like, she would snap at the cat, like, bitch, you better get the fuck away from my man. Mm-hmm. Like, she wanted only me to pet her. Like, and when, like, she would come running with the other dogs, uh, she would growl at them and snap at them to get out of the way so that she could get pet. She'd wow. back everybody else off. Yeah, yeah. She was just a gangster. And were you able to never that at all? No. She killed my dog. She killed one of my dogs. Did she really? She actually killed two of them. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, she killed one of the dogs, and then she got in a fight with the male and to the point where he had to be put down. Oh, my God. Yeah. She was crazy. They're, they're crazy dogs. The problem with pit bulls is you're dealing with – and people who get mad at me for saying this, listen, nobody loves those dogs more than I do. I've had a few of them in my life, and Frank was an amazing dog. He, he was a beautiful, smart, a sweetheart with people, with all my friends. He was so kind. He was such a like, sweet, friendly, loving dog. But he was a Hawaiian boar-fighting dog. Like They, they, were, they used, him, used him to hunt boars. Mm-hmm. And those dogs were so animal-aggressive because they were bred to go after boars and hold on to them. Yeah. They were so smart because yeah. of that. They were like really clever and they had a really high prey drive. And a lot of times in dogs, high prey drive uh, is also with high intelligence. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those dogs that get through, especially because the cruel nature of both dog fighting and using them for animals for hunting and stuff like that like you have to have like only the best wildest craziest strongest bravest dog to breed Mm -hmm. and that's how you make like a strong bloodline so the real problem is like they're they're bred to do shit you don't want them to do they're bred to fight they're bred to want to kill animals right 
So it's it's even if you're really good at training them, which like, I was really good at training dogs. Mm-hmm. I've been training dogs my whole life. I'm pretty good at it. I mean, I'm not a professional. I'm not like uh, you know guys who train dogs for Schutzen, but I'm pretty good at getting a dog to explain what I want, and I know not to be cruel to them and always give them love. And when you get a new puppy, you spend more time with the big dog than you do with the puppy to let the the big dog know that the little dogs around, you're going to get more attention. You're going to get yeah. more attention. Like, I'm good at that shit. But they, you know, they have a nature. They have a nature from thousands of years of breeding, and yeah. it's really hard to to change. It's yeah. really hard to change. And the wiring, right? Like it's just not going to... A bit. Yeah. I mean, certainly you can develop dogs that are more aggressive because you promote it. But I did the opposite of promoting it. I tried to discourage it whenever possible and tried to encourage love whenever possible and like make them be sweeties. Get, get them plenty of exercise. I bought a big yard just because I have plenty of room for them to run around. I didn't want them to be contained. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They want to fuck up other dogs, yeah, man. Still wanted to kill they wanted to go to war yeah. and she'll fight to the death. You know, wow. yeah, it's crazy. But there's meanwhile, she's slept in my bed. She's the sweetest dog ever. Damn, she's man. my baby. You yeah. know, she would go on trips with me, and she would sit right, right beside me in my car seat. Like if I drove somewhere, mm-hmm. I would take her with me all the time. I took her to work all the time. She would sit right next to me, just <laughs> big stupid face, head out the window. You know, yeah, that's awesome. Dogs are amazing. I love yeah. dogs, but you can't bring them to the restaurant. You fucking crazy cunt. Have that dog's dirty asshole out there with my little kids are touching shit. I'm, I'm at one side of the restaurant, there's a dog. The other side's a three-year-old with a vulnerable immune system. You're dirty, stinky asshole. Do you bring your dog out? Me? Yeah. No, I don't I take my dog to restaurants, but I'm more concerned about just fucking restaurants. These waiters you know, with their dirty poop hands. Their that could fu- happen. Fucking, I mean, I worked in restaurants, so I saw shit like... Like, oh, that guy pissed me off. I'm going to take his hamburger patty, put it against my balls, and put it back on his... No. I, mean, I saw that shit all the time. Are you yeah. serious? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I've, I've done it a few times. I've seen... How dare you? You should lie about that. Really? It's been seven years. I, is that Statue of Limitations <laughs> yeah. legally? People put yeah. it on their balls? <laughs> oh, dude. I That's horrible. Yeah. I did this one where this guy kept on... He said he wanted a medium rare steak. Mm-hmm. And so I gave him a medium rare... It was perfect. He goes, that's too raw. And I'm like, do you even know what a medium rare steak is? So we brought it back medium. And then he came. He's like, oh, you overcooked it. I was like, all right. You, you didn't know anything. So we, we, like when they gave us the steak back, I just wiped it all over my asshole and then put it back on the plate. And then you fed it to oh. him? Oh, yeah. Wow, Brian. Oh, How rude. All of your asshole? <laughs> What'd your asshole feel like? I think you lost there. The guy didn't even know. Meanwhile, you had steak juice all over your asshole. You put a hot steak on your asshole? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I did. You're a problem. Didn't some of that seasoning kind of give it a little kick? Spice. <laughs> well, that's why his, like his that steaks night? suck. They don't, you can't even taste them with your asshole. <laughs> yeah, no but you know, on that there, thing. there's definitely a thing where when you're a waiter and, and the, the the table is treating you like oh, shit, yeah. sure. it's like, you know what, fuck you, dude. I don't give a fuck that the, you know, I'm working at this restaurant, how you're talking to me right now. Yeah. And so you'll there's that happens more than ever. That's why like when you complain at restaurants, unless you're cool about it, you got to watch the fuck out because a lot of people do crazy shit. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think that restaurants like... When I go and I try to be like super nice to everybody, I'm super cognizant of that. You don't want to treat somebody like shit that's about to handle your food. Yeah. You got to be careful about that, man. Yeah, I've seen people uh, do things. I worked at a restaurant. Where I saw a dude spit in someone's uh, ice cream set shake. Mm-hmm. Took a big hawk of Louis and stuck it in there. That's <laughs> so... Oh man! And for no reason, he just decided to be cute. 
He thought it was cute. He would be, try to be funny. I was working as a dishwasher, and he was working as a cook, and he would go and spit on the cheeseburgers and shit and flip them. That's <laughs> fucked up, man. He would go, watch this. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. There was this restaurant I worked at, and there was uh, a Band-Aid that was in the tomato basil soup, and one of the waiters, oh waitresses God. brought it back. And it's like, somebody put a Band-Aid in the soup. And, and I just remember... They never replaced the soup. They oh, just got her more soup from the same thing that the Band-Aid was in. <laughs> I was in this uh, one place in uh, Hawaii, and these people were trying to scam the waiter. They were trying to scam the waiter by saying that the waiter has to do something about you know their bill because the rice was too hot. Uh-huh. They're like, first you brought the rice over. It was cold. Then you bring it over, and it's so hot it burns her mouth. I mean, you guys got to get it together here. And like they were being like – it was an English guy, uh-huh. and he was being loud and belligerent. It, it was so bad and so blatant that it was almost like he was doing like some undercover camera, like uh-huh. showing how someone could scam a waiter. Yeah. And so then the guy uh, brings over the uh, – the uh the manager of the restaurant you know he insists on speaking to the manager like he feels like like by the time the manager gets there the manager just wants to calm everything down can yeah. we comp your meal sir yeah yeah and they're working on trying to get the meal comp sure. but you could tell the manager knows this guy's full of shit of course so he like lets the guy talk out but the guy was he didn't even try to calm him down while the guy was talking like really loud in this restaurant mm-hmm. so it became a really strange thing where like everybody was like paying attention to it it was theater but the manager just stayed kind of like, sir, what are you trying to do? Like, what would you like? Uh-huh. And the guy's like, well, I'm saying you guys have got to make amends here. This 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 rice was cold, and now it's so hot, she burned her mouth. Like, I almost burned my mouth. And he's like, and, you know, you, you didn't have one of the specials on the menu. I go to order it. You're out. My good man, you know, I'm from London. If this happens in London, you know, they do something about it. And the guy said, what are you, what are you suggesting, sir? And he goes, he, uh, well, I'm suggesting that you, you know, take care of our bill or some, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, that's not going to happen, sir. Yeah, you know, of course. Like, like, and the, so then another shit. waiter comes yeah. over, and then they're just hovering over this guy while he pretends to, like, be outraged right. about this. He's trying to put together a scam. He just doesn't have any ammunition. Yeah, yeah. But they're going for it. And I've the, seen it countless times at comedy weird. clubs. So many times at comedy clubs. Oh yeah, there's mock a, indignation. Uh, and there's a. It's always like it's like a lingering group. Like people have left the show, and you're mm-hmm. like, "What's going on there? Why are they here?" Right. And they're like, "Man, this shit wasn't even good. Like right. the food you brought. Yeah. And like you ate it. And they're like, yeah, but it was it was bad. Like you ate it. You didn't say anything then. They you always order the a shitload too. Like they always order like three appetizers. Like they just go crazy, and then at the end they tell you. I've it seen sucks. at a rest. I've seen at a restaurant a guy with a big party. Like these, these shrimp were terrible, man. These were bad. Like the ones that you ate in America. Uh, like, yeah. This this got to go, man. I can't, I mean. You know, there's another problem, too, that people do, and that's when a bunch gratuity? of people go out. No. A bunch of people go out, and one person gets stuck paying the majority of the bill. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't chip in. Yeah. And then they start going, well, what the fuck, man? And then, and then people start complaining, well, this wasn't even any good. I've seen that happen so many times where people don't pay their share or they conveniently ignore the fact that the check has gone there and start getting up and grabbing their keys. Mm -hmm. They don't even act like they're going to contribute. Like I've seen that happen many times where people like one person shells in like 20 and then I'll put in 40, but mine was only 20. And then there's like, well, then he put in 40. Shit, I don't have to put in anything. Like people have all this weird logic when it comes to paying a bill. That happens every night going to Norm's, you know, all the comics, like 20 comics all sitting there. And you're like, wait a second, I gave 40 bucks. Why did you know? Oh, that's not good. All the time. I've gone I end up just groups. paying for it half the time yeah. nowadays. I've gone like, out easier. where <laughs> I was planning on, you know, everyone chipping in something. I'm like, 
I really I have to bust out credit card and pay yeah. a crazy amount more. Yeah, that that can become a problem, man. And it also become a problem if they expect you to pay. Like if you Every pay a couple of times, yeah. they're like, Yeah, Red Band will pay. And then they'll start ordering omelets and shit, oh, yeah. hash browns and like, yeah, I wasn't gonna get orange juice, but fucking Red Band's gonna pay. Got my back. I was gonna have some ice water, but I'm pretty sure Red Band's gonna pay. I'll get that steak and eggs. <laughs> Yeah, I just throw down a twenty at that point, where it's usually like yeah. five dollars more than I should. I'd be like, right, here's my, you know, you have to do that every. You other can day. see people doing that though, <laughs> if, you, if you're around long, especially comics are so opportunistic, oh, man. <laughs> the struggling comic is one of the sleaziest, most least trustworthy animal in in all of entertainment, <laughs> because they're like part criminal, part artist. Yeah, you know, all, all wrapped up together. Like, how many struggling comics do we know that are just a hair from being a criminal? Yeah. Well, well, they're homeless people. They all live in their cars. Yeah, there's these people a lot of live that. In the Hollywood Hills. You always take care yeah. of shit, though. Like I've been yeah. turned down to pay stuff by you every time I've ever. Yeah, but that's when we're working together. If yeah, we, that's what when we work together. I take care of everything. That's the deal. That's the deal crazy. is I take care of all the hotel. I take care of all the meals. Awesome. I take care of all the. It's uh, the, I think it's the way you're supposed to deal with it. You know, oh, it's nice. not your job to be there with me. You know, your job is to do your show. Yeah. So all the other time, all the other stuff during the day, like that takes away from the amount of money that you make at a gig. You know, if you have to worry about paying all your meals and paying for a hotel or paying for this or paying for that, that seems just like bullshit to me. Like when you're on the road, you know, you're my guest. That's That's how I treat it. I have, uh, that's very nice. I I have friends that I've brought on the road who assume that I'm in that position too. (laughs) Oh, really? Well, like I didn't bring, I'm like, yeah, you know, I got you this week. And then like, they're just like, let's go out to eat. Oh Same no! Thing. And then the bill comes, yeah. and then you're like, "Hey man, uh, yours was fifty bucks. Yeah. What do you want to do?" They're like, "I don't have fifty bucks. <gasps> That's ridiculous." And what do they? What do you say? Like, um, Listen, bitch. Yeah, I mean, you know, certain point, you're just like, "All right, I'm, I'm not going to make a fucking scene out of it unless it were like real significant." I'm just like, "All right, man, good date." <laughs> so they just assume that you were going to pay. I've had that happen for sure. That's of hilarious. Of course, of course. That doesn't seem like something would be normal. In right. fact, one of the reasons why I chose to d- do that from the, from the get-go was all the people that would complain about like being on the road with someone and how much money it would cost. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and we got to pay for all my meals. So, like, at the end of the day, I don't make any money. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? You don't make any money because you can't even eat your food you have at home. You know, you got to eat out every meal. Right. You know, and there's, you know... There's no reason for that, I think, if, if a guy's doing well. Did it's you like, see about that guy? This is not a comic, but there's a guy. It was a video. It was a clip we played on my podcast, on your mom's house, of the guy who's like, get your hands off my penis, that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. My, my dad? Is that my dad? Is your dad? <laughs> yeah, it's he, so funny, though. It's get a, your hands off my penis? Well, this guy, if you look at this guy. He does. Is, he's doing exactly what we're talking about. He became famous for this in Australia, which is he would go out to five star meals, like oh, restaurants, God. and then when the bill came, he would just go, "I don't have any money," and they were like, "What?" And he'd be like, "I just don't have any money. Like I'm, I don't have any money." And most of the time, they didn't want to create scenes in these places, so he'd get thrown out. Sometimes he would fake a heart attack. And like he's like, ah, and they call an ambulance. So, a, so the priority was on getting him to like a hospital. He became like the most famous guy for doing this to the point where he had multiple court appearances, and like judges would like, you know, be like you're a disgrace to uh, you know humanity, and like this is such a. And he'd be like, I'm a terrible person. I know. 
Here, it's one of the funniest then, videos in the world. Play yeah. it, play it. This is him out of, coming out of a restaurant. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. He's fighting against the cops. The headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! (laughs) This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. (laughs) Why did you do this? For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. Know your judo well. (laughs) Are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare you get your... He's amazing. Amazing. I, love how, I love how it ends even. Yeah. Ta-ta and farewell. That guy was for the, you know, hundredth time. They all knew him. That's what was going on there. They're like, you're the same fucking asshole. What a crazy fuck. Yeah. But if you ran a restaurant, what a pain in the ass a guy like that would be. A oh, guy who yeah. takes advantage of other people of being nice and the rules. And he would also order like extraordinary bottles of wine. Of course. Of course. Of course. He probably also runs red lights. It's not for me. It's He's for you. Chess master. He is. He was. He's dead. Yes. Really? What's yes. his name? Um, oh, that guy died. Yeah, he's died. How did he I'm die? Sorry. Um, I don't remember. He died in 03, I think. Um, his last name, I think, was Doza. D O U Z A. D O U Z A. I think so. Um, and they think he might have been, you know, mentally ill as well. Oh no way, uh, Robert. No. He kind of reminds me of Robert. It's Do D'Souza. Okay. D S O U S A. A Hungarian guy. Yeah. In Australia. Yeah. That was, his, that was his succulent Chinese meal. A succulent Chinese meal. My penis. I think that's the man. Me and Tommy are going to be on the road. Hold on yeah. a second. Let's figure this out. Yeah. No, that's not the man. I'm, I'm coming up with the wrong name. Your wrong name? Yeah, that's not him. What does it say on that video you just played, Brian? I uh, see. Man, Australian man. Get your hands off my penis, man. Hmm. Um, that's not the guy? Um, no. Not not D'Souza. Uh, this is Australian man. Mm. Here it is. I see the guy there. Yeah, just it doesn't say in any of the videos on YouTube, at least, that I see. Um, I've, I see the video on live leak. Item info. Get your hands off my penis. Hmm. So apparently he was a chess master. Yeah. Paul, yeah, here, Paul here. Doza, right? Yeah, Paul Paul Charles Doza, dubbed the restaurant runner. He was a chess master. Wow. Checkmate. A former chef who dines at expensive restaurants and then pleads poverty has been convicted for the 54th time of refusing to pay for a meal. <laughs> Damn, Paul Charles Doza, he was only 48 there, dubbed the restaurant runner by local newspapers, was fined $180 on Monday for refusing to pay a $50 bill at a Chinese restaurant. The following day, he dined out. <laughs> 
He dined out at the five-star Sheraton Wentworth Hotel, then told the staff that he could not pay the $48 check. He was fined $200 for that offense on Wednesday and ordered to compensate the restaurant. Doza pleaded guilty, but the charge is saying that he was in a state of inebriation. Hmm. He was a Hungarian master chess player and the leading junior drawing with Portich, etc., in between... In oh in Debrecen, I don't even know how to say this. In 1956, wow. This says that um, he sometimes uh, he would eat, drink, say he was very ill, ask for an ambulance to be called uh, out of concern they would take him. But then one night he was caught when the same ambulance driver picked him up from a different restaurant. Um, oh, that's so funny. And he sometimes rented a luxurious apartment, paying advance rent, hired expensive furniture. I guess rented that, sold the furniture, and then disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's people that don't play by the rules, man. <clears throat> and there's people that are just fucking crazy, too. Like, who knows? I mean, this guy easily could have been some sort of a sociopath. He could have been just completely nuts. It's funny, though, that someone would be a chess master, and that would be something that would be into doing. Can I get the checkmate? I mean, it really, if you can deal with the actual shame of being told that you're, you know, you're a delinquent and you're not paying, if you can deal with that, you just got an amazing meal that you can never afford. You just keep doing it over and over again, and it doesn't bother you in the slightest. Oh, yeah. You know what I saw uh, that's fucking hilarious? Mm. The World's End. Oh, that, yeah, Simon. New pub crawl, Simon Pegg. Yeah, yeah. Fucking funny movie, dude. Really? Fucking Those guys are funny always great movie. together. That was his best one. Really? I liked Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the yeah. Dead was good. This was better. This was really fucking funny. It was really good, man. It was interesting. It's like, I don't want to say too much. I don't want to give it away, but it's like two different movies. It's like you're watching one movie and then all of a sudden the movie changes. Sort of like when Dust Till Dawn, you remember in the beginning mm-hmm. of Dust Till Dawn, like mm-hmm. super se- like serious like the action thriller and then it becomes this wacky zany vampire movie. Yeah, yeah. This is not quite as extreme, but very yeah. uh, very two two very distinctly different films and fucking great, man. It's great. I really enjoy the shit. I laughed out loud like really hard a couple of times. And in the theater right now? Yes, yes, it's right, it's right now. I laughed like really like ah! yeah. like good stuff, man. I really like him. I like the other guy, too, the big guy. Oh, the big guy was amazing. He steals the movie. The big guy's the shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible, man. It was incredible. And they're always together. Those two make a lot of movies together, right? They're always doing stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They did did, uh, Shaun of the Dead. What was the one they did with the... um, It was like... Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that's when there was like the killer, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. I love all those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. The guy's just funny. Yeah. He's just funny. I mean, his sensibilities, he's just really good at being funny. Yeah. You know, for whatever reason. What's funny, though, when I put it on uh, Twitter, everybody was like, don't you mean this is the end? Right. Like, the the same, it's Seth really Rogen. similar. Seth, Seth Rogen. They're, yeah. like, correcting me. I'm like, no fuckheads. Yeah. I want to see that also, though. Yeah, heard, that looks good. I heard good things about that. I haven't seen any of that. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. James Franco, is that right? Yeah, James Franco. And they have, like, a, a lot of uh, cameos in that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a lot. Like, like Well, I mean, Craig Robinson, uh, that whole crew, Jonah Hill, Michael uh, Michael Sarah, like all the guys that you've seen in those movies separately all make appearances, I think. Why are so many chess players crazy? I was just thinking about that. Somebody showed, put up a, a photo of Bobby Fischer. He Wasn't is, he nuts? Oh, my God. He was like crazy racist, too, right? 
uh, anti-Semite, like yeah. big time. Anti-Semite. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> what was that about? Uh, I just had a whole thing about like he hated Jews, and then they found out that he was uh, actually part Jewish, Jewish in origin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like. Uh, yeah so yeah. he's trying to throw him off the tracks yeah. sort of like how ted haggard would talk bad about gay people yeah but he wasn't like um he wasn't the older he got i think the crazier fisher got he wasn't even subtle about it man he was very much like well you know well, i think there's also an issue with a guy like bobby fisher that he's just so fucking smart and yeah, so crazy too smart for his own good have you ever seen those videos brian see if you can pull this up where bobby fisher would play multiple games of chess simultaneously he would walk in a room, and they would all be playing, and he would walk down the aisle and make his moves at, like, 16 different tables at the same time. And then just kind of, yeah. He was playing them all in his head at the same time. He was playing them all. Yeah. He had all the games calculated up in his head, running yeah. simultaneously. All he did was chess, man. That hurts that my for dick. Era. It hurts my dick. Yeah. I feel it in my dick. Like, uh, from, the, from the tip to the base. That's too much work. Yeah. I'm cr- I can't I just craziness. When I yeah. see someone who's just in, completely engulfed by something like that, that's just like a, some super master that's completely engulfed in something like chess. Mm-hmm. It kind of freaks me out. Yeah, man. it's scary. It freaks me out. I don't know where the I, I search for multiple chess games, Bobby Fischer. That's not it because yeah. you don't you don't watch the actual game itself. You watch him walking into a room and he's playing all these games at the same time. There's a great documentary about him. Doesn't you, you look up multiple simultaneous yeah, pool games? I put Bobby Fischer multiple chess games. He, um, who like took him in in the end? I think it was like Iceland or something. Iceland, someone did right. Somebody gave him, yeah. Oh, okay, Kasparov. Pull up Kasparov. You could find him doing it. Um, Kasparov simultaneous chess game. There's uh, Kasparov walking in a room. He's another super genius, and yeah. there's like a gang of people here. Oh yeah, it's crazy, man. This guy's just walking down this huge table, and all these geniuses—they have notebooks and pencils and shit. Oh, They're all studying each move, and Kasparov walks in, and like literally within seconds, he's made a move. Look at this, boom! Oh, bitch, you're dead. You're fucked. Here, let me fuck that. What are you gonna do here? You ain't gonna do shit, bitch. Suck on that. Hmm, what about wow. this? Oh, you can go fuck yourself. And how about... Oh, bitch, are you crazy? Oh, I see what you're doing. Bam! Slam! Checkmate! Suck it! Wow, this is like dozens of people he's playing. Insane. Yeah. And Kasparov would just do this on a regular basis. It's I mean, look multiple at it. tables of people. Yeah, three huge, long tables of people. And he looks over each chessboard no more than 15 seconds. He just looks at them and goes, Oh, this is actually a long one. Yeah. Look at this one. He's, oh got, he's got a huge boner. His dick's getting hard as fuck. <laughs> he's playing a guy that's good. The guy must be good. Yeah. Look, he's paused. He has to pause. And he moved. Oh, shit. There's a little kid right he's here. He's like, not that good, fuckface. Look at that kid. Like, how old are you, little fuck? I wonder if there's a, there's a limit. I wonder if he gets like 100 tables and his fucking head explodes. There's <laughs> 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 a certain amount of tables he could do. But is he just like, like I, I don't play chess, only Chinese checkers, but like when he looks at it, does he, is it like a math equation almost to him? Or is he really thinking it in his head or is it something that he can just look at the table and go, all right, I see what's going on here. This a needs, guy you know, you know what I mean? at that level yeah. has played thousands of chess games, like th- many thousands, mm. and knows... The possibilities. At, at his level is like he has played them. He's also 
done them himself like i want to try this route and that is like it's a map to him for yeah. sure he yeah, sees the whole thing yeah and goes i know how this can go uh-huh. i'm gonna do this yeah i agree it seems like there's a certain level that they get where they see things just completely differently totally. than, than uh, you and i would it's almost like gridded out for him he sees the possibilities play out there's also games where they'll play three chess games simultaneously. It's like a separate board. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? Uh-uh. Oh, it's, I don't, I've seen like this a, a much larger board and like three, three different sets of pieces are all going at it at the same time. Yeah. I don't know. I, guess, I, guess, I, guess, I don't want to do that. I don't know, all of it. It's just yeah. too much, man. It's not, not enough time in the world. I would like to see chess masters versus how much pussy they get like on a chart. Like, how great you have to be, like, Kasparov at his best, how mm. little pussy he was getting. Like You how- can't be getting any. <laughs> You're not how getting much- any. Well, we would like to think they don't get any. We would like to think, as men who can't play chess, we'd be like, yeah, but he ain't getting any pussy. Yeah. <laughs> that would help us, right? I, yeah, I would feel better about that. Yeah. I yeah. don't want him to think that he's way smarter than me and he gets a lot of pussy. Uh, <laughs> I think he... I think a, a guy, though, at that level, with what he's doing, his time... To to indulge in his interest of pussy is not that great. Well, I think he's probably such a bad motherfucker too. He probably can't even talk to regular people. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like if he if you were if he was gay and he had to fuck you, the conversation he would have with you would be like, Jesus Christ, yeah. we just shut up and suck it. Yeah, I'm tired of talking to you, Tom. You don't know shit. Yeah. And I don't care about football. <laughs> I have a hundred games going on yeah. right now in the basement. They're waiting True. for me. Suck my cock. It's Quick, like I- it's just a biological function, right? I just, just got to empty this maybe load right now. Well, you know, that was the the story of Nikola Tesla. I mean, Nikola Tesla allegedly destroyed his sexuality. That was the uh, the quote. And the idea was that he got so flabbergasted by uh, a relationship that he was having. Uh-huh. It, was, it was so emotionally taxing yeah, that he decided to just kill his dick. Really? Uh, yeah. Did he shock it? I don't know. There was, it's a, an ambiguous term that he used, that he killed his sexuality. You don't think guys like Kasparov and Fisher connected... With girls who are like, you're really good at chess. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You're really chess. good. I saw you do all those moves. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm totally I'm try- beat him. He, I Thank need you. to find that quote because it's a really weird quote. His sexual desire. Yeah. He's, he was a weird guy, man. But the, the other thing about Nikola Tesla, man, mm-hmm. is that he was so fucking smart. You would have to be crazy to be that smart. I mean, there's really no way around it. Yeah, I think everybody, all these guys, Fisher, all those guys were, they were, what is it, like um, savants? Yeah. They weren't, you know, they couldn't have regular conversations. Well, Tesla also had some strange quote about pulling signals from other worlds that you know he was receiving communication from other worlds and was getting some ideas from from other worlds he had a really bizarre mind but the thing about it is you can't deny the effectiveness of it it's it's real weird when someone is an obvious genuine 100% bona fide super genius to the point where a guy like me can't even understand how this guy could come up with so many patents i mean he had so many fucking patents so many different like light and illumination based systems designed by Tesla, dynamic electric machine communicators, the first patterns issued to Tesla in the U.S. He, he just 
he just did amazing shit. He developed alternating current. Like before that, it was just direct yeah. current. You couldn't have like a toaster and like a car yeah. plugged into the same port. Oh, and he designed it. So he they... designed alternate current so that it would work with different shit. Do you think that like the reason like we are designed so that it doesn't frustrate us how much smarter people like that are? Yes. Than us? Yeah. Like with the math thing that we were talking about, I yeah. think. I think there's a giant spectrum of human beings, first of all. And I think yeah. that there's a reason why personalities vary so much. And I think it's part of the whole machine that keeps society moving. Yeah. It's like that there has to be jokers and there have to be serious people and there have sure. to be people that are obsessive about things and there have to be people who are lazy. There has to be people that accept shitty jobs and people that want the best of everything always and yeah. they have this insatiable desire to get the most expensive car mm-hmm. and the most expensive wife. They're almost like machines pushing entropy they're almost like machines pushing momentum and it's like these various different uh, variations in personality from the full spectrum of incredibly lazy to insanely ambitious yeah it's almost like that's important that it all mixes together and it acts as like a machine yeah you know that's what i think i mean it, it makes sense to me that everything that we see is natural all behavior is natural whether it's behavior in wolves or honeybees or you know coyotes whatever it is behavior of animals is natural including almost all the behavior that human beings exhibit including materialism Mm -hmm. and then it's almost like materialism is just another way that we can show our peacock feathers and our domination outside of actual physical contests and fighting and that we figured out this variable where a guy does not have to be handsome Mm -hmm. does not have to be have great genetics but if he's got a brilliant mind like a Bill Gates type character Mm -hmm. he could rise to the top and be like one of the sexiest catches a woman could ever hope for mm-hmm. you know how many supermodels would love to go out with bill gates oh my goodness if bill gates was single let's just say if bill gates oh was single God. and he just decided you know what i'm 70 it's time to slink dick mm-hmm. and bill gates just went on a goddamn tear if he could get the hottest most perfect women and they would be flabbergasted that they were with bill gates like yeah. oh my God, I can't believe it. Bill gates. oh yeah just blow i want to be yours honey baby i'm i don't care about looks it's what's important to me, yeah. his personality, you're an awesome and you're guy. so amazing, you're and you're so kind to me. Just wants to cuddle with him and take cock yeah. and diamonds, and oh, just yeah. get diamonds every day, new diamonds and diamonds here, and everything yeah. is made of diamonds. Her whole house is diamonds. <laughs> forget to take the pill pretty often. Oh, whoopsies! Got another baby coming. Whoopsies! Yeah, awesome load, insurance load, policy. Load. Yeah, but that's that's part of like this whole evolutionary system. It's almost like it's it's designed that way. It's designed yeah. as being another outlet. You can get the Laird. Hamilton thing mm-hmm. where you're just like this beautiful man this gigantic fu- or you know it could be Wozniak mm-hmm. you know because right. <laughs> Wozniak right. little chubby guy with a billion dollars in the bank sure you know he makes him quite attractive oh my god I'm so into circuits yeah you know <laughs> Yeah. It's weird. It's these weird variations of what makes someone attractive and these weird variations in personality that sort of push push you know the whole machine the whole machine yeah. of culture materialism also applies to like what, what your sense of self-worth, you know, people get, you get things for yourself to make yourself feel, to pump, pump yourself up, you know? Yeah. This is an expensive thing. I got it. Therefore, people will associate me with this thing. Dude, Tesla invented x-rays. In I invented Investigating, x-rays. did you really? Yeah, that's my <laughs> shit. <laughs> that's your shit. That's your Tesla may have been the first person in North America to accidentally capture an x-ray image. When he tried to photograph Mark Twain illuminated by an earlier type of gas discharge tube, the Geyser tube in, in 1895, Jeez. the only thing captured was an image 
in the image was the metal locking screw on the camera lens. Soon after much of Tesla's early research, hundreds of invention models, plans, notes, laboratory ideas, tools, photographs, valued at $50,000, was lost in the Fifth Avenue Laboratory Fire of 1895. Oh, my God. Yeah, laboratory Fire. Wink, wink. wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They came in, torched that place, sure. stole his notes, created x-rays. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money. He man. probably got ganked many times over. For sure. Yeah, it's incredible. Incredible. incredible yeah, he had though. something to do with the invention of radio waves, too. Jesus, man. A radio, rather. Um, he, I think he had the first uh, radio-controlled, remote-controlled car or a, a boat. He had a remote-controlled boat. Yeah. 1898, Tesla demonstrated a remote-controlled boat. 1898, dude. I mean, what the fuck? In 18, he called it tele-automation. Incredible. It was in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> he, he demonstrated his electric... Radio-controlled boat in Madison Square Garden. That's what a big deal it was. The guy had a remote-controlled boat, and everybody was like, <gasps> Gasp! But that's so long ago to come up with that. It is incredible. Yeah, incredible. He, he invented a lot that's of shit. That's like a fucking spaceship to those people. He was also in love with a pigeon. Really? Yeah, he was in love with his pigeon. He like had a special relationship with a pigeon. Like Iron Mike? I think it's different. Reincarnated. Who's Iron Mike? Tyson? Oh, Tyson? Yeah. yeah, no. I think his relationship with the pyramid, the pigeon might have been more romantic. Oh, Let me see like if a I flashlight pigeon that flies P- away when it's done. G-E-O-N. A flashlight pigeon. Yeah. Go clean yourself in the pool. Mm. Yeah, he had a lot of weird shit with pigeons. Really? It's such a unique yeah. one to be down for. Yeah, I love that pigeon as a man loves a woman, and she loved Whoa. me. As long as I had her, there was a purpose to mm. my life. Yeah, that's pretty. That's spelled out right there. He became a vegetarian in his later years, living on only milk, bread, honey, and vegetable juices. What about bird feed? No mm. bird feed. That's mm. sad. That's for his, for his pigeon. He loves one. He bought injured pigeons back to his hotel room to nurse back to health. So he's basically kind of a crazy guy. He lived yeah, in a hotel. Sure. He really couldn't, like, take care of himself. He was just a duddy dude. Got some pigeons. He made a lot of shit. Brian, you're like a pigeon. made a lot of cool shit. You're a pigeon. Listen, there's no need to be mean to each other. All right, this podcast, basically over. If you love Tommy Buns like I love Tommy Buns and you live in Toronto, tough shit, sold out. Damn. Last, last I checked, there was very little tickets. Was really? Like, yeah. A, a smittering, a handful. But it'll be me, Tommy Buns. And Brian Callen Thursday night, and uh, I just signed up to do the Comedy and Magic Club next weekend, the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth. Big fun! I, I love Mike. It's great the guy who owns that place, Mosa Beach, baby. And then after that, I'm at the Ontario Improv. Um, I got a lot of shit happening, people. I'm trying to do a lot of stand up now. I'm really enjoying the shit out of it now that my TV show's done. It's I feel awesome. a, a weight is lifted off my shoulders, a yeah. breath of fresh air under my wings, like a butterfly. I'm yeah. sore. Nice. Tommy Buns. Yeah, you can fly now. I'm fucking excited. I'm going to, that's going to be awesome. I'm going to go with Brian next week. Whoop, this whoop. Brian. That's right. To Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Ohio. That's right. yep. The number one new gay spot on earth. We're going to do a gay the show. The bear has yeah. landed. It's going to be fun. We're going to be with Tony Hinchcliffe and Christina. Yeah. It's going to be a huge show. And then Christina and I go do a bunch of like one night. Where's your website so they can find the dates? TomSegura.com. TomSegura, S-E-G-U-R-A.com. Going everywhere. Nashville, Birmingham, Charlotte, Atlanta. All over the world, bitches. All over the world, worldwide. Um, 
the tomorrow podcast, uh, Matt Fultron, he'll be in tomorrow, the full charge, and then uh, Wednesday, Kathleen Madigan, and then Thursday, we'll see you fucks north of the border. All right, we love the shit out of you, and uh, we'll see you soon. Big kiss.